Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Chick Foley fam? We are here with episode 111 of the Chick Foley Show, and it's going to be a fun one. I hope everybody's having an awesome 2021 so far. It's been a great year for us. Uh, We're finally back here in Sharpshooter Studio in Virginia. Uh, Yeah, Sheena, tell them about the travel we had over the last couple of days. Oh my gosh. Episode 111. I feel like this is like lucky. All the the ones lined up is going to be a lucky number, so this should be a good episode. Like he said, it's our first episode back in Sharpshooter Studio. After driving twelve hours overnight with two two babies and two dogs, it was it was it an was adventure. <laughs> it was I'm still brutal. Recovering. Yeah, I'm still recovering too. Like it was like thirty six straight hours with no sleep. Um, we were just we were dragging. Um, I drank my first energy drink since 2016. I have not had an energy drink since 2016. She caved and drank the uh, eight ounce Damn. tropical Red Bull. Marco, yeah. what's your? Uh, we never talked about this. What's your energy drink of choice, Marco? Uh, usually just regular Red Bull. Um, the OG, more, the OG's what, good. Yeah, what yeah. size can? Because that makes a big difference. What what size you usually go with? I usually vary. Sometimes it depends. Um, depends on your needs. Yeah, I like I like the yeah. eight ouncer, dude. Like even like if I want a lot of Red Bull, I'll get two eight ounces instead of getting like a twelve ounce or a sixteen ounce. I feel like the eight ounce is like the sweet spot. It's just I don't know. It just hits different to me. I don't know. I yeah. like a twelve. I like a twelve ouncer. I think a, I think a twelve ounce is a sweet spot. But yeah, yeah that blue, whatever the new blue. I, I've been I've been out of the Red Bull game so like long, like berry or whatever, Arctic Freeze or something. Yeah. It's come a long way. There's like so many new flavors. My my flavor of choice before I always liked the OG Red Bull, but um, now I I would get the the yellow can. That was when they were just first debuting, like the new the new like the new flavors, the new flavors yeah. of Red Bull and stuff. But yeah, now it's like there's like so many different ones. But yeah, I, I'm not getting back full time. But it was an emergency situation, so I had to like you know. Yeah. Come I in. go uh, I go Red Bull and then full throttle the the black can full throttle not the blue can. I really like mm. full throttle a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys talking about episode 111 being lucky? You know, I recently learned. Do you guys know that there's a holiday called Singles Day? No. And it's November 11th. You know, 11, 11, 11, 1, yeah. 1, yeah. So, huh. yeah. I, Interesting. I, I, I can't remember if I heard that on another podcast or like Reddit, but uh, but yeah, that, that's a holiday. So keep that in mind for all the uh, the singles in your life. You guys got uh, about 10 months now to, uh, to shop for them. So yeah, November 11th. So it's like singles, like the opposite of Valentine's Day. Like it's like for single people. Yeah. Because okay. before okay. I'd, heard, okay. I'd heard February 13th, I've also heard it called um, called That's Valentine's Day. Day. But yeah, I, Galentine's. I really like that. Uh, I like November 11th as a singles day. Just I like the, that better uh, too. Yeah. February 13th is officially Valentine's Day, so it can't be Singles Day. It needs to be its own its own day in November. Hell yeah, Marco. How's everything been going up in your neck of the woods? Ah, uh, going good. Just uh, living that uh, living that quarantine life. Or uh, <laughs> we're always getting I feel extended. Like we've, been, we've been saying that for like what ten months now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're always. Uh, I mean the. If if you if you watch the news and like if you go by like all the states, Massachusetts is pretty strict. When it comes to that stuff, so they extend the weeks if they have to, and reduce capacity at places and that type of stuff. So I think they eased up a little bit this week. It goes like kind of like week by week or every yeah, other week where they think, change it. So I don't think Virginia is that bad, but I think we just we're like basically quarantined anyway because we have two small kids. So life isn't really much different than it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, like getting exactly. out and about and stuff. So. Yeah, we built a uh, a playhouse in the backyard this afternoon. So thanks to Sheena's mom for getting that for the kids. But yeah, we've just, 
it's definitely been a benefit to our kids. They're another one of the people, you know, you hear about Jeff Bezos and stuff, but Brett and Stella Phelps, they've also come up during the uh, <laughs> yeah. quarantine because being stuck at home, you know, I think we have a little bit of parental guilt on, you know, them not being able to get out and have as many activities and adventures. So like yeah. our house is just tricked out right now. Like sometimes like Sheena will question like, you know, like if we're doing enough for the kids, I'm like, dude, look around at this. Like I would not, and I had a really great childhood, but like these kids have got like more stuff than like anybody. It's so insane. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely, I, I think for, for, especially for little kids like ours that I don't really know, like they're not in a routine at school and stuff yet. I think it's definitely probably been a, uh, a plus for them, at least from a toy standpoint. Yeah. Uh, Sheena, tell me where they can find you guys at on social media. So you guys know you can find me on the Instagram machine at Chick Foley. Um, And then Marco is working his Twitter gimmick over at Chick Foley Show. Most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. That's where we have, you can get access to our exclusive Facebook group. Starts at a dollar a month. Well worth it. We were were fig hunting in Kentucky. We went to this little podunk Walmart in the middle of like Franklin. Sheena Um, almost didn't want to go. Yeah, I wanted to go to the the closer Walmart. Yeah, that everybody that we're sending figures to in a uh, in a couple days, she was like, "Let's just go to the ones here in town." And I was like, yeah. "No, let's let's hit up Franklin." Dude. It's like Sheena said, it's it's podunk as podunk gets. There were definitely people in that Walmart not wearing masks and yeah. just all kinds of hijinks. And uh, I, I got to, <laughs> I got to work my gimmick again. You know, I'm starting to I'm, I'm starting to work myself into a shoot with this thing. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be more weird when you go and don't find. Yeah, a, a case I found fresh. another case, a fresh case of uh, AEW figures. We checked the pegs. There's a few stray elites, nothing special. And then, uh, sure enough, you know, we checked there the pallets like and it was the pallets. last pallet. Yeah. yeah, we had gone through all these pallets, nothing. And we we're at the last pallet and it, it was a big one. It was a total lot of tiny boxes. And again, Sheena, being negative Nancy, she was ready to give up. She was like, oh, these all look like they're packed in pretty tight. You know, like maybe we should give up on these. And I was like, no. I was like, let's look. <laughs> and then, sure enough, just in the middle between like some blippy toys and I think a, a case of, uh, of, um, Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. yeah. Fortnite, that's what it was. Yeah, it was a case of Fortnite figures. Uh, AEW Wave 2 right there on the box. So we grabbed it. Uh, me and Foley fan member Jordan Wells, who's you know kind of like the Michael Jordan of figure hunting, uh, we got scolded last time he was here in Virginia for busting open the toys right there by the employees. So me and Sheena uh, quickly made our way over to the home goods section. In the little laundry <laughs> section. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we found a stray aisle, bust out the keys, and I, and I, I popped that thing open. And yeah, sure enough, uh, a minty set. Of, uh, of AEW Series 2, which was good because I know a lot of people have had problems um, finding those boxes in good condition. But. Yeah, we happened to, we have, I packed them up really well. So even though I didn't want to go to Franklin, even though I was, I was ready to give up on the pallets, I did get you guys packed up nicely. So all you guys who want them MOC, they're, they're coming at you looking super fresh. But oh, yeah. yeah, we've got that. We found a uh, we found an extra set of the Baxter and Splinter Turtle set. Mm-hmm. Found a uh, some of the Ultimate Editions, uh, Hollywood Hogan and Bray that, that folks need, and then some yeah. Motu. Um, and remember, the biggest thing is that all of those figures are um, retail plus shipping all the time. You guys yeah. will never get upcharged in the Foley fam. And it's not just us. Like we said, Jordan's been ha- finding all kinds of figures and everybody else, too. So, yeah, uh, people are trading stuff. People are selling old stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just an awesome, good community. And, you know, you can join the mid card tier. You get all of our bonus content. We're doing a Royal Rumble series um, right now. We have all of our stuff backlogged. Uh, so, yeah, you can check that out all of our bonus episodes. So, yeah, it's a great time. Chickfollyshow.com. Um, join the fam. All right. And before, and before we get into all the news of the week, I want to remind you guys to use code Chick Foley for all your purchases at Ringside Collectibles, the number one wrestling figure retailer in the world. Uh, you save 10% and a lot of amazing stuff there uh, here in the early part of 2021. So let's get into it. We'll move into the Chick's top six for our favorite six stories of the wrestling week. Remember, this segment is brought to you by Homage. Um, use the Homage code that you'll find in the show notes uh, that helps support the show. 
and um, and we'll get you a discount there at Homage also. So uh, first story. Darby has arrived. Uh, I think everybody that watched AEW Dynamite last night was really captivated by that Brian Cage Darby Allen match. You know, this this feud's kind of been simmering. It's kind of heated up and cooled off or going all the way back to the summer. Yeah. Um, and now we finally got it in an AEW ring. Um, this could have been on any pay per view and, and would have fit right in. Big fight feel going into it. Um, but I think the story everyone was talking about afterwards was. Um, the amazing performance by Darby. Don't get me wrong, Brian Cage looked like a million bucks with all his power offense. He had mm-hmm. a great guy uh, to be in there with, with Darby. But Darby ended up getting the one, two, three, got the assist from his buddy Sting, and just looked like a superstar. Um, what were you guys' thoughts on on the match in general and Darby Allen's performance specifically? As our AEW correspondent, I'll let you speak first on this one, Marco. Oh, boy, yes. Um, now, I, I said for a while that... Uh, for uh, for Darby Allen, he's like he's definitely one of the stars, uh, main stars at, at AEW. Um, yeah. Obviously, last night him being in the in the main event spot um, solidified that. Um, no, the match was great. Um, Darby, he's not he's obviously he's not the biggest guy. Um, and he's, it is kind of weird. Might, besides Marco Stunt, I think he might, he might be, be the, the smallest, smallest guy. guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, like, I don't even believe that he weighs 170 pounds. Like I think Seth weighs 170 pounds, and yeah. Darby is way smaller than Seth. Yeah, yeah. I probably yeah, I think I weigh more than Darby as well. But uh, he, uh, you know, he showed it last night that he's definitely one of their top guys, if not net closest to the top guy there. Um, yeah. He, uh, like I said, he's not the biggest guy, but. He he has this he has that this presence like this persona um, that like dark brooding thing and he's not the he's not a big brooding guy obviously but he has that like that his aura around him is very brooding uh, very yeah. very moody um, very in line with with Sting um, and I know that's kind of like the oh the later Sting I should say uh, Crow Sting um, yeah. so that's where they kind of get the the significance from there but uh, yeah no that's last night was just uh, just another uh, reason why he's definitely one of their top stars, if not the yeah, top star just, right now. I mean, just for him to like the way that him and Brian Cage fought together, like, you know, this like David and Goliath situation. Um, I thought it was amazing. I mean, you know, he did the suicide dive out to the outside and yep. um, Brian Cage just caught him in midair. You know what I mean? And like yeah. carried him back <laughs> up to the ring, like, like he was nothing. And then, you know, he threw him over the top rope into the table. Like just, I mean, like you would sling a stuffed animal or something. It was just, it was insanity. And, you know, we always talk, you know, when Darby first debuted and he was doing those insane coffin drops and everything, you know, we would just, you know, talk about how, how, what's Darby's longevity looking like, you know, yeah. he's still taking those insane bumps. Um, but I mean, it is highly entertaining. And if that's what he wants to do, I mean, that's his prerogative, but, um, damn dude, like he, he hit hard on some of those, those bumps. So best oh, yeah. respect, respect to Darby. Brutal. Yeah. I think that's definitely the big concern now is his overall longevity. Cause he's, He's a small guy, and not only is he small, he's like skinny. You know, yeah. he's then got a body that's kind of built to take a lot of punishment. Um, to me, Marco, you, you said uh, you talked about the Sting comparisons. The guy he puts me most in mind of is Jeff Hardy. You know, I think yeah. just yeah. with the uh, the, the presence, you know, a little bit of uh, an enigma. You know, that's what they always called Jeff Hardy for the longest time, the Daredevil style, and just the yeah. way that he is just a true blue babyface. You know, he's cut from that same Jeff Hardy. Um, Ricky Morton style, just never say die, get your ass kicked, but somehow find a way to get put together enough moves to get the win. Um, 
he's cut from that same cloth. Yeah. And, and I kind of think that, that Jeff Hardy's career is kind of the ceiling for Darby also. Obviously not from the tag team standpoint, but for his singles run. You know, I think he's a guy who is going to be over as long as he is wrestling and can maintain the style he's doing right now. I think he's always going to be over, just like Jeff Hardy's been over for 20-plus years now. And I think he's going to be a guy who stays close to the top of the mid card and then has a few uh, – a few, you know, flirtations with glory, you know, I could see him, him fighting for, you know, having a few short reigns with the title, but, but that's what I see. Uh, what do you see long-term for Darby Marco? Um, I definitely see him in the, in the title pitcher, um, the main title pitcher at some point. Um, you, you can't keep him away from that spot, uh, too long. Obviously he has the, the he's, he's holding true with the TNT, uh, title. So, I mean, He's he's proven he can defend it on on the main stage on a, on a on a big platform, uh, being in the main event. Um, so I think I think I'm not sure if he'd win the title, which would it'd be awesome if he did, because I think um, that would also show that he's that would definitely solidify him as one of their stars, like one of their. Uh, I think we talked about this before on shows where like a lot of their stars obviously come from different organizations, uh, where Darby Allens is kind of like their homegrown uh, guy, so. I would definitely love to see him win the title at some point. I, th- I think it's I think it's in his future. He's definitely going to be in that in that spot where he he's like you said the baby face. And he's going to go up against the 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 next heel that has that that uh, title. Probably not Kenny Omega. Um, I could be wrong, but I think it's going to take like a an MJF holding that title, um, right? In, in that sense, for for Darby to go against him because you you want to have the uh, the complete opposite of 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 the heel yeah. or the baby face, and that's when Darby is that complete opposite of of MJF. MJF talks a lot and Darby doesn't. So like, yeah, I think, I think they need to, well, um, I think they just need to let him enjoy this TNT title run though. I think yeah. you know, this is a great way to get the TNT title over. Cause it's been a little bit controversial since the inception. Um, and you know, no shade to, to Cody. Well, I mean, unless you're Seth, um, but <laughs> you know, I, I, he's a baby face, but he's kind of like a, you know, polarizing baby face in that way. And then Brody, yeah. obviously, you know, he's a heel. So I think this is a really great way to get um, the title over. It's got, a, it's got a facelift. It looks really great. And I think letting him, you know, just kind of be the title holder and, you know, carry that torch for a little while is a great way to uh, make this mid card matter. Yeah, exactly. Great points all around. Um, we saw Sting finally get physical this week for the first time. So far, he's just come out, done some stare downs. <laughs> for the um, past several made, weeks. He's made, made it snow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he's had his badass interest music playing, which shout out to, to who made his interest music. Um, where do you guys, Sheena, you know, where do you think this relationship with Darby is heading? You, are, are we going to see a uh, a tag team match with those guys going up against Team Taz? Um, do we see Sting or Darby turning on one another at some point? Where, where do you think this thing's going? Yeah, I could see it being a tag team situation. Um, Long term, I could see it being more of like a, a mentorship type situation, you know, where uh, Sting is like his his mentor. I mean, they love to do that in AEW. I mean, they got Taz, they got, you know, Jake, they got, you know, Arn Anderson. Arn. Yeah, so I can see them pairing Sting with, with Darby and kind of like that, that role and position. Marco, what about you? Are we will we eventually see Sting versus Darby Allen? Um, I, I'd like to say yes, um, only because you know they they, they can definitely team up, uh, do the tag team thing for a little bit, and then at some point you get to like have the match where you pass on the baton over to yeah. over to Darby. So maybe yeah, they, like I don't want to be in your shadow. You know, and kind I, of I think thing. yeah, and I think Sting versus Darby is tailor made for an awesome cinematic match. You know, they can do some really yeah. cool exactly. stuff. You yeah. know. Yeah, all right. So, yeah, I think we're all on board the uh, the Darby train. Excited to see where it goes this year. Also, Darby, brother, if you're out there listening, uh, 
we are dying to get our hands on that series three chase figure. <laughs> like it's keeping me up. You at have night. an extra. Yeah. It's keeping me up at night. You know, the, uh, so far the AW chases for the most part have been like passable to me. I, I really like the chase MJF, but I can totally live without it. But I feel like I got to have this, uh, this Darby yeah. figure in my life. And uh, I can't bring myself to drop, you know, 500 bucks plus for a uh, for a general release figure. But I, I definitely need that figure. So Darby, if you're out there, hook us up, man. Slide <laughs> into those DMs and uh, we'll, we'll keep promoting you on the show. All right. <laughs> Story number five. All right. The Dusty Rhodes Classic kicked off this week. Um, another, In addition to being big fans of Darby Allen, we're all big fans of tag team wrestling on here. Dusty Rhodes Classics, a uh, awesome tournament. It's been entertaining every year they've done it. We're back to a 16-team field uh, this year, which is good. Uh, let's just quickly go around, Marco. What's your predict? Who's your prediction uh, to win this? You know, I, I wish we could have done this before um, the tournament actually kicked off. We did see a few first-round matches um, last night, but WWE's got a bad habit of showing us the bracket like five minutes before the tournament starts. Yeah. So that's why we couldn't do that. But uh, Marco, who's your prediction to to win this thing this year? Uh, I hate to go with like the, the generic answer, but probably, uh, Cole, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are probably going to take it. I think, um, just cause they obviously undisputed already needs to get back up in that, that, the, the glory spot they had in, uh, NXT, um, in years prior. Uh, so I think this would be like a great way to get them like back in that. Not that they ever faltered and then they're like, doing like opening matches and stuff like that. Right. But, but didn't Cole you know, and O'Reilly won it one time? They won it before, right? Yeah. yeah be the oh, first yeah. Ever. That, was when, that was the time when uh, Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne in the final. Or, yeah. yeah. Roddy Strong turned on Pete Dunne. So there's some history yeah. there for him too. And I uh, think and if they do win, I think they'll be the first team to, ever, to win the Dusty Classic twice or something like that. I think yeah. they said they mentioned something like that. So I think it's kind of destined for them to win. Uh, who they're facing um, – they beat Brizango last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should I'm get not, a free pass through the second round. I'm not really concerned about Tony Nese and Divari or Adonis and, and Troy. Yeah, um, Gargano and Theory might be a, might be an issue for them if if that ever comes up. But um, I thought it was going to be Ever Rise. I thought they were going to be like kind of like the. Nah, the team I think they're going to be playing the but... young vets in the final oh. four. Yeah. I, yeah, I can already tell you. So I I, I rarely do this because it takes some of the fun out of it, but I can see it from here how that bottom half of the bracket is going to play out. I think Kushida and Leon Ruff are going to beat Gargano and Theory somehow yeah. next week, right? And then the next week, Gargano and Theory will cost them the match against Grizzled Young Veterans. That's what I yeah. see. Man. That, that's like that's wrestling booking 101, you know? So Because those are two powerful teams, um, or, or at least two like strongly booked teams right now to have going up in the first round. So I think both those teams end up canceling each other out. My heart wants to go for... The uh, the Bollywood boys, I, I love those guys. Yeah, you, you know, love those they, guys for they a were time. they were pretty entertaining yeah. as um, Jinder Mahal's henchmen, but they were in the dark match at NXT Takeover Orlando that uh, me and Sheena were at against Heavy Machinery back when most people didn't really know who Heavy Machinery was, and it was just super entertaining. Those guys were so funny as heels. So I've been big supporters of uh, of Herv and Gerv um, since uh, <laughs> since then. So. I don't think yeah. it's in the cards for them, but that that would be my sentimental pick to see them go on a run. Uh, Sheena, you got any any predictions or some or a rooting interest in this year's field? Yeah, I think Grizzled Young Veterans. I think they could make a run. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, they're I could, a great team. Yeah, they are a great team, and I, I'd be excited to see them win for sure. All yeah. right. So also, we saw the mystery team of MSK debut last night. So that uh, was the Rascals at an Impact. So they were really really hyped free agents. Um, I was actually a little bit surprised to see them sign. 
uh, with WWE just because from the little bit I know of them, they have like AEW written all over them. But I guess, you know, Triple H rolled that, uh, you know, rolled the Brinks truck up to their house and, and got them signed. Uh, Marco, I know you're a little bit more familiar with the, the smaller independents than I am. What, what can you tell us about the Rascals? What do we what do we need to know about these guys? Um, I mean, if, if it's any indication of what you seen last night, um, that's just pretty much like a like a uh, like a little piece of what they Some do. High they're, flyers, dude. Yeah, they're they're definitely the wild. I see they're the wild card out of this this uh, Dusty Classic because I could yeah. totally see them in the final four. Um, I can see them but, in the final four because they got. They, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't have said they were mystery opponents. You know what I mean? They were they were trying to create a little bit of mystique around them yeah. to bring These them in. So they're going to give them a little bit of a push for sure. They're not just going to bring them in and let them like get squashed. So yeah, yeah, they could be final four for sure. Yeah, definitely in the uh, definitely in the vein of like um, private party. And all those mm-hmm. guys, yeah. That's why. So, I mean, that's why I think. I mean, they probably didn't. They probably get lost in that shuffle if they signed AEW uh, when it comes to that, like them as a tag team. Because true, AEW is a lot of tag teams. Good tag teams, yeah, yeah. And they, they had that they, same style, though. You know what exactly, I mean? Yeah. yeah, and it wouldn't mesh well. So you, they don't really have that many high flyer type of um, tag teams in NXT and WWE alone. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was like a perfect fit. Um, but yeah, no, definitely there. I, I say just sit back and see. I don't like to give spoilers. Um, yeah. I definitely say I'll, I'll definitely say do your research. Uh, look for them. Um, definitely search on YouTube if you have the Impact Plus app. Um, search them on the Impact Plus app and, and sit back and, and watch. They are they are definitely a tag team to be reckoned with. Actually, my prediction is going to be Imperium and uh, UE. I, I, the last in, two. Yeah, Imperium. Or, Imperium is a good a good pick too. I, yeah. I really thought about going with the Imperium, but yeah, I went with uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. But yeah, Imperiums definitely could make a run. Did I miss it last night? Do we know what MSK stands for? I definitely I, didn't hear it when I they, didn't hear it. I either. didn't hear it on the show, but no. I was flipping back and forth between the two. Okay, so no, that's, we got a little bit of mystery then. We, guess, we got something to keep us tuning back in next yeah, week. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm not the best at naming people, but like Wes Lee and Nash Carter, I just like I don't know what it is. These are just like the most generic, like they're creative creative player, player, names. player names. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> if you, did, if you, player if you names. took a five question quiz on Facebook that your aunt posted, that's like, what's your pro wrestler name? Like, yeah. these are some of the ones that we Wes spit Lee out. with two E's. You <laughs> yeah. know, Nash Carter. Yeah, like, you know, Desmond Xavier and Zachary Wentz definitely sound more. Like, hey, I'm sure people were saying the same thing about Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns, you know, eight years ago. Also, yeah, no, Rollins is a cool name. I mean, Seth is, I mean, no offense to you, Seth, but Seth's a pretty basic name. But I How think, is Seth a basic name? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, How it's like a normal Seths name. How many other Seths do you know besides me? How many it's not Seths like T-Bar. How many other Seths do you know besides me? Like, personally? Yeah. I don't think I know any other Seths. Then it's Seths. not a basic name. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, all right, MSK. What's it stand for, Marco? You said you want to take a guess at it. Oh no, I said, do you guys want to guess? I have no because mine mine is going to be like a. I have no clue, uh, man. NSFW version, so I'm going to stay away from that. <laughs> yeah, we'll stay away from that. Let's keep it. <laughs> we want to keep it a hard PG thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. Um, didn't we have a uh, uh, impression request for Marco that came from our uh, our German friend? Yes, we had an impression request. Hang on. So, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll find While it. Sheena's yeah. looking it up. I'll give another yes. shout out to our international listeners because there was something I wanted to address. So looking on um, the stats and stuff from, from last week's episode, someone from Angola listened to our podcast. Angola. That's the first time I've seen Angola come up. So if you're out there, you know, if we made enough of an impression for you to tune in again this week, slide into the DMs. We want to know your story. We love Love, love hearing from all of our international listeners. Can so I be like, there, are you smarter than a fifth grader? I don't even know where Angola. It's, it's uh, in West Africa. Okay, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, so West Coast of I, South Africa, yeah. Yeah, because I get it. I get a uh, like a map, like it's basically like a heat map style. And so you know, we got you know, um, America is like crimson red. You know, Canada is like hot pink. Britain's pretty good red. Um, we got our fans in Greece, our fans in Mexico, and then I didn't even notice it at first. It was like the lightest shade of red it could possibly be was in Angola, and I looked, and sure enough, we had one listener wow. in Angola last week. So it could have been somebody that just drunkenly stumbled onto our show somehow. Um, but if you're out there and you listen to it, uh, hit us up because we we'd love to hear what's what's popping with the, the Foley fam in Angola. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so definitely. our German friend Daniel Rao, I think that's how you say it. Um, I always I mess I mess this up all the time. Specifically okay. requested this from you, Mark. Yes. Um, oh he said, uh, he, yeah, he sent me a message that I hope you're doing fine. I need a new Marco impression in my life. He said, my wish, Steve Austin ordering some wheat beer and sauerkraut at Oktoberfest, uh, as a shout out to the European listeners. Cheers. Oh, geez. All right. So if you need uh, some prep time, that's fine. Yeah, let's but, let's uh, do some yeah. prep. To, let's let's do the show and then uh, next week. Yeah, Maybe we'll come, the, we'll come uh, back to it. Ne- we'll come back to it next week. I'll let you get some car time for you to practice. But Daniel, we are going to get the impression yeah. out to you. And, so. and that's funny. a little tease for everybody to come out next week. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll hear the impersonation uh, the <laughs> during the beverage break next week. Yes. All right. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on to story number four. Yikes. All right. So he may be Charlotte's dad, but he's Lacey Evans' daddy. Rick Flair oh is back Daddy. on our TV Daddy. on a weekly basis. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported that Rick Flair is going to be a regular part of the show going forward. We know the guy loves the spotlight, but this is really um, nothing like hauling a 71 year old out during the pandemic. Yeah, this is really one of the uh, the kind of weirdest, wildest stories we've had, in, at least from a, uh, you know, love love triangle or, you know, sexual relationship type uh, standpoint. Obviously, we had a dude get set on fire on pay-per-view last week. So, WWE's definitely We've going. we had Lita and Edge, you know, have yeah. relations on Yeah, that was, that was back in Ruthless Aggression Era, though. I'm talking in the okay. last, like, 12 months okay, or so. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but, yeah, WWE's definitely, they, we heard maybe three or four months ago that they are going a little bit more adult on the storylines, and they definitely are. We've had Ric Flair basically turn on his daughter, you know, arguably the greatest female wrestler ever, and is now partnering up with Lacey Evans. Now and he's turned on by Lacey Evans. Yeah, yeah they yeah, haven't. Turned, uh, on. turned on his daughter, uh, but turned on <laughs> by Lacey. <laughs> they haven't come out and said it yet, but all the implications there that it is like a romantic relationship between Lacey and Ric Flair. Um, I, mean, I don't think you just call your casual, you know, your casual friend daddy. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. that's a... That's a thing. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on on the storyline where we're at with it so far? I mean, this is just repug. First of all, like, the, okay, they brought Charlotte back. She's you know the tag team. She's a tag team champion with Oscar. Like, has all this potential. Looks like a million freaking bucks. You know what I mean? Like, comes back and she says she's not coming back till she has a meaningful storyline. And then they do this to her and pair her with Ric Flair, which I didn't like. Her whole her whole turning on Ric Flair the last time she did it. Like every time they get together, these two butt heads. And so they butted heads the week, week before last, or, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, when he tripped her and she was like, get out of my ring, get out of my face. Like, don't ever come back. And then she went on Twitter and was like, I could never stay mad at you, blah, blah, blah. And now he's pulling hijinks again and he's paired up with Lacey and it's just a hot mess. It's like, it's like getting to the point where it's like uh, Lana and Rusev wedding, like Bobby Lashley oh, wedding yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like I just, I, I, I cringe even thinking about it. And with everything that's went down in like the last year, you know, with all the speaking out and all that stuff, I'm like, they're really putting this in a racy storyline. You know, they're like pimping Lacey Evans out here <laughs> to, to Ric Flair, oh, you know, yeah. and by all, by all can, you know, by all accounts based on what we've seen, it's definitely consensual, but like, come on. 
Come we, on. Uh, you guys remember last year, you know, Dave Meltzer was reporting it that the Bobby Lashley, Lana, Rusev stuff was like routinely the highest rated segments on, on Raw. So there's That's definitely true. a... Yeah. Uh, a part of the audience yeah. that this stuff appeals to. People um, love their stories. Rick Rick Flair still still draws a crowd. You know, we were watching it at um, Sheena's parents' house, and Sheena's stepdad, who doesn't watch wrestling at all, like he popped when he saw Rick Flair on the screen. So yeah, if you're just randomly flipping the, there's a lot of people that are if they're just flipping the channels on Monday night, they're gonna stop when they see Rick Flair on there, and then maybe they see a storyline like this, they want to. Uh, they want to check it yeah, out. Yeah, he was busting out all the old Ric Flair quotes and everything, you <laughs> yeah. know. And, I mean, he hasn't watched wrestling, and I mean, I can't even remember him watching wrestling in recent history. Uh, Marco, what uh, what, what's your take on the storyline so far? Oh, man. Um, it is kind of weird to see, but I, I was hoping it was going to be some type of, like, Ric Flair was going to be, like, her manager type of thing and kind of, like, elevate Lacey a little bit better because they were kind of, like, pushing her. I want to... Uh, these years are kind of like merging together the year before last when they were doing like the Baron Corbin, um, Becky, Seth matches every single week. It was just all them four always fighting each other. So they kind of like, they're pushing her to the forefront and kind of putting her in that title picture, but then she kind of like yeah. disappeared. So I thought this was like a way to get, get her back in that and like have like Ric Flair, Ric Flair as a mentor, kind of like how AEW does as, has mentors for everybody and, and like teach her. Cause she's, she's pretty like, she said she's like, She's like, you know, classy and all that stuff, but obviously she's like, she's one of like, she's a dirty player. And she's Rick dirty, all right. Have you seen yeah. her most recent tweet? <laughs> listen, to, listen to this tweet. Yeah, from, I see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good head game. Brain emoji. Finger, fingernail painting emoji. Hashtag winner, winner, Ric Flair for dinner. Hashtag work smarter, not harder. Jesus. I mean, yes. come. That is, um, that's something. <sighs> Let me tell you. Yeah, so, that's two weeks in a row we've talked about it on this show. <laughs> we need to. <laughs> we we need gotta change the rating. Going. Yeah, we need to get the streak. So unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. as wrestling fans, you know we're no strangers to uh, to storylines like this and cringe um, moments. Yeah. It's yeah, just part this, of the this game. This is the latest in, in a long line of these kind of storylines. Really kicking off with the Attitude Era. Um, what's some of you guys' biggest like cringe moments in wrestling? Oh, cringe moment. I mean, definitely, I can say like in recent history, the Lana and Bobby thing. I it was just like the worst. The worst of the horrible. worst, you know, and they and it wasn't that it was like so bad, like, you know, offensive or anything like that. But they just drug it on and on and on and just kept making it worse and worse and worse. The dog food angle was pretty cringe, too, with um, Roman and Baron Corbin. Yeah. That was that was that's, very cringe. that's the type of stuff that like if you're happen to be watching wrestling with a non wrestling fan at the same time, like you're embarrassed, like you'd have yeah. to like look at them and like you know something like yeah. hey you know what it's usually not like this you know yeah, yeah i promise it's not normally like this marco you got any uh any favorites you want to express feelings oh on uh, are we are we just doing like relationship stuff or just a general nah, no just any, anything, any, any cringe anything moments. that made you cringe dude. yeah anything oh, where they were you like roll your eyes in the back of your head like oh my god they said you gotta we, you always have to go to the go-to the uh the brie nikki bella I forgot. Yeah. I wasn't even Man, thinking she... about that. <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty bad. Uh, that one, was, that one was still like that one was still pretty entertaining. It had a solid payoff on the uh, it, the match with Stephanie. Do you remember uh, when um, uh, AJ and Paige were like on and off best friends? They had some pretty yeah. cringe moments where Paige was like, "You're yeah, my but... worst best friend." Pa- Paige was <laughs> yeah, a small yeah. Story. Yeah. She was like the big show of women dressing there for a time where one week she was a, a good guy, one week she was a bad yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're my worst best friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I think mine going back to the Attitude Era, I still remember as a kid when, do you remember when Val Venus was making his debut, Marco? He cut in the little vignettes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I remember like like if I happened to be watching wrestling, I would change the channel to WCW real quick because I'd be so embarrassed that like you know not necessarily my dad, but like but I'd be embarrassed my mom would see that that's what I was watching, you know, because that stuff was pretty freaking racy even for the Attitude Era. Oh yeah, definitely those vin- those vignettes before he started up. They had uh, I think uh, Bruce Pritchard actually talks about that on uh on the something to wrestle um because they use like his like his house and his pool and all that stuff to to shoot those. Oh um, nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he it. it yeah, they were pretty. Uh, yeah, even the video, his Titantron video, was pretty cringy. Like it, it was like now looking at it back then, you're like, oh my god, that's so funny. But when you look at it as an adult, you're like, oh. Well, it odd. ended up being played a lot more for a joke after he debuted. But like when he was when he was first showing the videos and stuff, like it looked like okay, legit, this dude's gonna be a porn star that also happens to wrestle. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty uh, pretty wild stuff. Um, so obviously, Ric Flair and Lacey Evans, you know, they're they're currently trending in the direction to go down in the Hall of Fame and cringe storylines, but but we'll see how it plays out over the next few weeks. Oh baby, you hear that jazz flute? And you know what time it is. It's time for the weekly beverage break all right marco what are you uh sipping on this week oh man the the original the the lord hobo um <laughs> imperial stout hobo. yeah it's a it's a godmother imperial stout it's so good um i actually couldn't find it for a while and then i uh, happened to be around um uh like a store in, in our area and i was like yeah let me pop in and see if they, they ever got it because i only seen it once and it was only like one four pack of it never there wasn't any there wasn't multiples of it um so i stopped in and lo and behold it was there so i was like sweet grabbed it and nice that's what i'm sipping on she needs to speak for both of us what are we drinking this week we're drinking the official brew of the chick-fil-a show miller light a fine pilsner a fine pilsner there you go Yep, still, still, they haven't left us on red. They're still in the DMs. <sighs> come on, Gina said on, that guys. she's uh, switching it up to tequila for the uh, the the official drink of the show for yeah for, for, for the foreseeable yeah for the foreseeable future. I think I'm going to try some hard liquor instead of beer. You know what I mean? I'm gonna I'm gonna make this year the the year of the uh, oh the year of the beer would have been sounds so much the better than the, the beer, year yeah. of the the tequila. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still, I still, I still, you guys still might find me sipping on some beers uh, through our beverage breaks, but um, I just I, I, we talked about tequila last week, um, and then you know I got some confirmation in the uh, in the Facebook group that tequila is the way to go, so I think I'm gonna stick with that. We are uh, it's January 14th, so we are two weeks into 2021, and I've still yet to try the Dream Team IPA. So if only there yeah, was a too. close friend that I had in the, uh, <laughs> the Northeast, they could track that down for us and get some down to the uh, Tidewater area of Virginia. But yeah. I don't know. I'll keep, I'll keep trying to come up to a solution to this problem. Uh, but yeah, Dream Team IPA, still number one on my, uh, my wish yeah. list. COVID restrictions, right man. That's how, it, that's how it works, man. It's, it's COVID. That's the, that's the excuse we use nowadays. Like, oh, All COVID. Right. Sorry, man. Can't, can't help you out <laughs> with that, that what, right uh, now. <laughs> is that what the brewery's saying? Are they saying they're having COVID caused shortages or something? <laughs> no, no, not, not even. I was just doing that myself, but, uh, uh okay. I just haven't, I haven't been able to find it. I like that, that, uh, that actual, um, that brewery actually makes other types of beers, but I haven't seen. I'm wondering if it was just like a summertime type of limited edition thing. So I'm, I'm hoping around like spring, springtime they like it. It comes back out again because I definitely wanted to drink it again. That was probably like my, my favorite IPA next to 
the broken skull ipa yeah. it, was, it was awesome yeah I, i'm reading the description it sounds like it's right up my alley i'm a big fan of broken skull i like the more like you know balanced easy drinking ipas i don't necessarily need to you know taste like i just bit into a bowl of potpourri um yeah. <laughs> I definitely definitely intrigued to try it out. All right, so let's move to our number three story of the week. All right, Impact Hard to Kill is going down this weekend. Um, admittedly, I you know I, I've said before on here, I I do not keep up with Impact at all. If there's like a uh, you know a change for the World Championship or something, I'll, I'll click on a news article to see you know see who won it, and I, that, that's about as close to tabs as I keep on it. Um, but obviously, there's a huge match going down this week with. Um, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, Gallows and, and Anderson, taking on Rich Swan and the Motor City Machine Guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. So uh, it's the first time and really since um, All In back in 2018 that we've had a, a major cross-promotion event going down. Um, Marco, I'll, I'll ask you. So it's going down Saturday night. Are you going to be uh, watching it live? Are you going to be following along on social media, reading a recap afterwards, or just completely ignoring it? Um. I probably won't be able to watch it live. Uh, definitely will follow it on social media, though, because I'm very interested in how they um, play this out and if it leads into any type of like crossover into an AEW pay-per-view, because I believe the next one is Revolution, right, for for this year, um, for AEW. So I'm wondering if it's going to, you know, the Good Brothers are going to show up or maybe um, another tag team or another star might show up on AEW and start cross-promoting that way, so... Yeah, I'll definitely follow it on social media, but um, if I can find the video somewhere or order it, I'll definitely order it the the next day or something like that. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of I'm not even necessarily super interested in that match. I kind of just want to see the storyline fallout for that. Like I say, if we see another another turn on this uh, in this invasion storyline, um, I'll be interested to see if somebody else from AEW shows up or just, just wherever the storyline goes. So I, I may take a peek on on Twitter and keep up with it, but I'll most likely probably just be checking out the recap afterwards um but i I hope it's a success i hope um i I hope people support this thing because you know the more major wrestling promotions we have the better so so best of luck to them put on a great show there in nashville on saturday night story number two so at the end of uh raw this monday night we got a another um another kind of bizarre ending we saw Alexa Bliss basically go and get the uh, the Fire Flower from Super Mario Brothers and uh, launch it right at Randy Orton's face. <laughs> this this was after Triple uh, Triple H's sledgehammer just miraculously a- appears on fire. You know, we had a literal. You know, there's the move, the burning hammer. This just you know legendary move in Japanese wrestling, and then we had a legendary burning. Uh, you know, a legit uh, burning hammer in the ring. So, uh, Marco, what, what did you think on the ending of Raw? Actually, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I know, like. Uh, just reading like Raw was like kind of eh as far as like the whole the whole the show in a whole, but uh, I thought I thought it was an awesome ending. It's always good to see Triple H like impromptu. Um, obviously, what happened with uh, with Drew, uh, they had to like scramble and get someone you know to jump in that spot, and who better than the cerebral assassin Triple H to show right. up? And uh, it's always good to see him in the ring. And uh, we kind of talked about this uh, before, Shane and I. That was. It's been uh he he wasn't in the ring at all in 2020, so last yeah, year so it yeah, was good to see Triple H back. Wrestling. Yeah, even in a, even in a small role, and obviously his history with uh, Randy Orton, and you know the, the I enjoyed the exchange that they had at the begin at, at the beginning. 
Um, right. The Triple H is always money um, on the mic and obviously in ring too. It was good to see him take bumps. He looks great. He looks like he's in great shape. He can go go whenever he wants. Um, as far as like, I, I like the fact that like you know like fate, the feed used to prey on legends um, or like people that you know have conflicted personalities. We say I think I brought this up before. Where um, I'm not. I think you might have been away. You might have been overseas when we were talking about this, but the the fiend always preys on people that have multiple personalities or they have a hard time grasping who they are. So you know when he attacked Mick Foley, he has those three personalities. Uh, Kane, he has corporate Kane, and then he's regular Kane. Um, he didn't attack Stone Cold because Stone Cold is who he is. He doesn't change for anyone. He's the same person through and through. Um, and I think that's why he uh, he he goes towards Randy Orton because Randy Orton is he's a snake. He's a viper. Um, yeah, he doesn't hide voices. who he is. Yeah, and he hears voices just like just like the Fiend. Triple H, on the other hand, he kind of has that like dual personality rule. Obviously, he is Triple H. You can uh, you can flip a switch on a, 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 off a drop of a dime, but at the same time, he's corporate Triple H. You know, and then and then other he's a game. So he might be involved with this. Who knows? He he might be a, a scapegoat where you know Randy Orton has that relationship with Triple H, even though they hate each other. Um, the Fiend could use uh, Triple H as kind of like leverage, the same way Randy Orton tried to use uh, Alexa Bliss as as some type of leverage. So who knows? I think it'd be pretty interesting if uh, if Triple H was was uh, involved with this. Yeah, I, I think that would, yeah, I think that would be kind of cool if he is. It's it's hard to say just because with with Drew going out, you know, seemingly like that afternoon for the show, and sounded like if you read the the dirt sheets, only there was a handful of other guys that also got um got bounced off the show for that night. It may have legit yeah. just been an emergency thing um, with, with sticking Triple H in there for one night only. Um, supposedly, they are building towards another gimmick match at the Royal Rumble. Um, my question is just though, what could they even do as far as gimmick matches go to top the uh, the Firefly Inferno match? My mind's immediately going to it'd have to be something you know cinematic, just because you know we literally saw the Fiend get set completely on fire, and I, I don't know how you top <laughs> that, um, at least in you know with my imagination. So, you, you got any thoughts, Marco? What we're gonna see here? Oof! The only thing I can think of is bringing it back to the uh, the Firefly Funhouse match, and uh, if they yeah. do a cinematic with uh, the John Cena, just bring Randy Orton through his through his uh, his get inside Randy Orton's mind. Yeah, and um, yeah, just remember pick they up had a part of the original uh, one of the original cinematic matches was uh, Randy Orton and uh, and Bray Wyatt. If you remember back at uh, it was either like Payback or Backlash or something back in 2017. Yeah, the the, the I mean the best thing like for the feed to do is just beat Randy Orton mentally, not yeah. physically. Cause obviously he has, he hears these voices. Why not attack the voices that are in Randy, Or- Randy Orton's head, invite him to the Firefly Funhouse, and, uh, have that type of cinematic match. Cause I definitely want to see that again. Cause that one with John Cena was, it was, it was, it was amazing. It was like, it was this, we, no one was expecting that to happen at all. Right. Um, and, uh, and I think like, I think just Randy Orton just being in that position where he's vulnerable, because you hardly ever see that. Um, I think that's the next step. It, it doesn't have to be this big elaborate match where someone dies or anything like that. It could just be simple as like you get to the feed gets to pick apart Randy Orton and actually get into his mind and kind of like defeat him in that sense, um, which would be pretty cool. But who knows? Um, they, I mean, it's Bray Wyatt. He, I know he has a hand in like what what goes on and and, and how these matches are constructed. So I think it's going to be something uh, pretty pretty epic. Because he already got lit on fire, so they have to come up with something more <laughs> extraordinary. Oh, yeah, it's only so so many directions you can go when somebody uh, 
when somebody gets set on fire. Um, quick public service announcement. Yeah, our, our little guy, Brett, he's having some trouble sleeping tonight, so Sheena's off tending to him. We haven't just stunned her into silence with all this talk about impact and, uh, and Randy Orton and the Fiend. So <laughs> she'll, be, she'll be back in time for the Go Figure segment, but yeah, that's why you guys are, hearing our, that's why you guys are not hearing as much from her. Uh, so we'll hit our last story in the Chick 6. So it was a little bit of a slow week in wrestling uh, overall. We wanted to go ahead and use that extra space we got to start the hype train for the Royal Rumble going. So uh, the Rumble is less than three weeks away at this point. Um, I think if even though it's not necessarily the biggest show of the year, I think it's kind of the most beloved amongst wrestling fans just because you never know what you're going to get. And then it really does set the table for um for, for WrestleMania. And we know WrestleMania doesn't necessarily always live up to our expectations, but it's always fun when WrestleMania season comes around and we start just imagining all the all the possibilities for the uh, the showcase of the Immortals. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of make this a running segment over the next three weeks. Uh, let's kick it off with we're talking about um, favorite non-Rumble match at the Rumble. So, Marco, the, you know, taking the Royal Rumbles out of the equation, at the actual Royal Rumble event, what is your favorite match that's ever taken place? Oh, man. So many, so many good ones. Um, how do I, where do I start? Actually? Um, <laughs> it has been oh, a, that's a hard question. Um, so you know, what? I, I have one go... in mind already. Uh, I, I'll get, I'll let you, I'll let you marinate on it. I'm going to go Bret Hart and diesel from Royal Rumble 1995. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a okay. hidden gem. It didn't have a clean finish. Cause basically damn near every heel on the roster came in and interfered multiple times. Um, you know, diesel got to hit the jackknife. Brett got to hit the sharpshooter but there was never any clean finish just because it was so much interference. And uh, I just remember as a kid being so pissed off because I just, I knew after Brett had the belt stolen from him at, uh, from Bob Backlund, just a a couple months prior to the survivor series, there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to take his belt back from diesel. Uh, But sure enough, you know, diesel ended up having the belt for almost a year. Uh, So definitely go back and check that one out. If you have not seen that, that's Bret Hart versus diesel at the 1995 Royal Rumble. So Marco, what's your choice? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with a. Uh, uh, we go back to 1998. Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker casket match. Ooh, great um, choice. Yeah, great obviously, choice. obviously that's a match where you know Shawn Michaels destroyed his back pretty much. But yep. uh, that, other than that, that, bump is brutal, man. Where he gets yeah. he gets the back body drop over the top rope and comes right down on the edge of the casket. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was at the time where like you know Undertaker was having his like annual casket matches. Um, yeah. So, you know, Shawn Michaels is just the next participant in that. But that was the first of many great uh, Shawn Michaels Undertaker matches. So yeah, you know, and, you know uh, it ties into our last topic also, because you remember that ended with Kane setting the entire casket on fire. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. With Undertaker inside of it. Yep, yep, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the WrestleMania matches with, with Undertaker and uh, Shawn Michaels. But if you go back, like I said, to 1998, you get to see even that, obviously the Hell in a Cell match that they had too. Like they've always had great matches together. Yeah. But yeah, this as a Royal Rumble, a non Royal Rumble match at Royal Rumble, uh, I'm going to pick this one. Uh, yeah, my favorite spot in that match is when Undertaker hits that jumping tombstone into the casket. Oh my god, that so was good. freaking awesome! Yeah, oh, when he did that, I just I was like, okay, it's over. Undertaker's going to be the champ. <laughs> but yeah, sure enough, Cole Kane comes out to screw him over. All right, so with that, we will move into. Here comes Go. the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. It is time for everybody's favorite segment of the Kick Foley Show, Go Figure. This is where we cover all the latest in wrestling figure news. 
and talking about the latest additions to our wrestling figure collections. This segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Make sure you guys are using code Chick Foley for 10% off all your purchase. Marco, take us away with figure news. All right. Um, so we'll start off with our Ringside news. Obviously, use code Chick Foley for 10% off your order when you do use um, Ringside Collectibles to order your figures. <clears throat> they've they've pretty much, I'm going to say this, they've been like the heroes for me up in the East because like every Target, every Walmart, bone dry, nothing coming in at all. So um, they've been a huge help in, in keeping up with all the, all the latest and greatest and all the figures and stuff like that. So um, if you're not using them. Yeah, our, our, our Target had zero. Nothing. Zero old, wrestling Old Mother figures. Hubbard's covered. Yeah. Not yeah, a single no, basic, nothing. Yeah, it's bad. So, uh, yeah, no, they they definitely huge help. I'm always on there perusing around, seeing what the deals are, what's in stock, what's out of stock, and stuff like that. So definitely use them if you're not using them. They are a huge help in these in these trying times. I like these trying times. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so uh, while we were away, Unrivaled Series 3 started shipping out if you ordered it uh, when it, oh when it popped up. Uh, right now, it is, it's not in stock. Um, it's still up for pre-order, and there's only one figure left, and that is Orange Cassidy. Um, so there's oh, wow. nothing available on ringside they, right they now. So. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, there's, I mean, I think he's going to be like the, the, the popular out of that, uh, that group just because of the, the uniqueness of the, you know, the hands of the pockets and, and right. it's Orange Cassidy. Yeah. He's just cool, so... Um, you said you got yours right. Not we don't uh, want to jump the gun on weekly purchases, but yours is in house. Oh, it's oh, it's yeah, it's in house. Yeah, ours it's, is stuck in uh, Hagerstown, Maryland at FedEx. Been there since Thursday, so we've opened a opened a case with FedEx. They keep reassuring me that the package is definitely there, and it's just he said, up. "Oh, it's it, the guy that got today was like, oh, it's safe and sound. We have it, sir.'" And he was like, "Well, why do you have it? Why is it not? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are my, my you doing is, with it? If you can see it, why are you not sending it?" My concern is this thing is lost. Um, you know, they're lucky it's three hours away. If it was a little bit closer, I'd probably just drive out there myself and try to get it. But but con- yeah. continue. What else we got new at ringside? Uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll get into this uh, after. But yeah, the Bucks look great. They look better than the the first series. We'll just, just say that much. The details ten times better. But um, yeah, so we also for in stock for uh, yeah. So for WWE, we actually have uh, uh, the Elite eighty three is actually in stock right now too. So uh, that's what get that know. dusty figure. Yeah, definitely dusty. Uh, Sasha Banks, Baron Corbin. If you if you like Baron Corbin. Drew McIntyre, both uh, Edge uh, figures, so the Chase and the and the regular series one, awesome, awesome uh, um, set there, as well as our uh, series one fifteen and one sixteen. So the basics of both of those are in stock as well. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it for for the ring. I really hope stuff. we get an elite of uh, that set. They got it's, it's the set from uh, Survivor Series. 2019 when he was in the Chicago Bulls gear. I really yeah, like red we, uh, pants. Yeah, I hope we get an elite of that. That was a cool one. Yeah, that's pretty. I, wasn't that was that part of the fan takeover choices or no? It Did was, they... it was. But of course, people picked the uh, the WrestleMania 35 look when we already have an almost identical Seth Rollins Elite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now you're gonna have that figure with gold stripes and yellow stripes. Yeah. <laughs> way to go, way to go, fan takeover voters. I know. <laughs> I know. We're gonna talk more about that line later. That's probably my least favorite line that Mattel has. For sure. Oh, geez. But um, yeah. So uh, we'll get into some uh, just. Just offbeat news. So, friend of the show, Jeremy Padauer. Uh, so he teased on Twitter uh, that he's going to be he's going to start revealing picks of series four, unrivaled series four, um, as well as UFC um, 
the scaled version. Yeah, the ones um, in scale with the elites and AEW figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, I think I know it was uh, my mind's like my memory's like horrible. I think like last year or the year before they mentioned what was going to be in that line. Um, I believe uh, Conor McGregor so they, is definitely going to be back again. Yeah, they yeah, released Connor, some artwork. Yeah. It's Con- Connor's definitely in there. Um, I, I want to say, say Amanda Nunes yes, is Amanda in there Nunez, also. Yep. She's, she's the first chick in uh, yeah. UFC. And it was right? one more dude that I w- wasn't yeah. real familiar with. I, I need Connor. I definitely need a Connor McGregor rubbing shoulders with my elites and my AEW figures. I really want a Khabib. You know, Khabib's yeah, guy that I used to not like, but he grew on me the more I watched him and learned about him. I, I think Khabib is legit the Michael Jordan of MMA. I think he's the yeah. best that's ever done it, best is ever going to do it. And if we got a, a Khabib in scale with a big blonde afro, I think that would be a. Uh, a really cool figure. The thing I want most, though, in this line, more than any individual figure, I want a scale octagon. I think that would be so awesome. Oh, that'd be uh, pretty sick to play with. You know, play with the UFC guys, but also play with your wrestlers. And you know, you could recreate the uh, the Lions Den match between Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart from uh, from SummerSlam all those oh, years yeah. ago. Uh, but yeah, I think a scale octagon would be awesome, and I think it, it would sell really well if they uh, if they dropped that. Did Matt Riddle have an octagon match recently? It was some sort of weird cage, they wasn't it? They had the uh, the, was it the fight. It pit, was like a right? pit, yeah, 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 yeah. Match or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out. They're having one next week. Champa and uh, Thatcher fighting in the the fight pit next nice. week. Also, yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, um, yeah so lo- looking forward to the uh, the scale UFC figures, and obviously, I have no doubt that AEW Series Four is going to be great. My. Uh, my most wanted for those, I, I need some Jurassic Express uh, figures. I need Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, especially. I'll take Marco, but I definitely, no, no offense to our Marco. Uh, I'll take Marco <laughs> if they drop him, but I really want uh, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy I figures. love Marco. Marco gets a lot of hate. Not not our Marco again, but <laughs> Marco. Marco probably stuck. get hate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you do, man. I think you're like hater-proof. Yeah. yeah. If anybody hates on Marco, you just you just jinx me. Tomorrow's just who's your uh, who's your most wanted in uh, AEW Series Four? I was gonna say Jurassic Express, but you took that from me. Okay, so maybe an Abaddon. That'd be kind of cool. cool. You know, even though she's yeah, even though she's like you know, not I don't I don't really love her style of wrestling or anything, but uh, the figure would be just pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Marco. What about you? Most wanted in AEW Series Four? Oh man, I think I think you have to go Kashida, right? Um, I think she's due for Sheeta. she'd be pretty cool soft goods robe with that with the sword that she has and then another uh, another title or maybe not have the title maybe do it before she got the title and stuff like that um, definitely a, definitely another lady um, probably Britt Baker too that I think I know they kind yeah, of joke about have, that you gotta have day, Britt but, uh, Baker yeah with the doctor's code the, and everything the chick's and, name isn't Kushida Kushida's in NXT yeah. oh, I'm Wait, sorry let's... yeah Kushida oh my god jeez it's just like Shida, right? Hero, Hiro, oh my god, no, it's Hiroshida. Hiroshida, Hiroshida, yes. Oh my god, yeah. I'm like, yeah. she. We'll just say Shida. So Shida definitely deserves a a figure. <laughs> um, when you said Kashida, it didn't really, saying, it didn't really, yeah, yeah it didn't really did. ring. I was like, I don't want to say Kashida for some reason, but he'd definitely yeah. be an awesome figure. Hikaru Shida. That's her name. Hikaru Shida. God, sorry. We can let that one slide. Yeah, I know. I, I know. There's like the hard. I, you know, Dave Meltzer's head just exploded. If he's listening to this right now, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. apologies to all the hardcore Japanese uh, wrestling fans out there. Yeah, there is an Elite Kushida on the way. I think uh, supposedly Kushida was supposed to be the sixth man in Elite 83. You know, that's a series that only has five figures, but yeah. um, he because they're doing it's a lot of unique tooling for his figure, and we know how uh, Big Shot Bill always goes all out for anybody. Uh, that's in NXT, um, and so they ended up just pushing uh, pushing his figure back. So 
Uh, so, yeah. Let's, we we want Hikaru Shida and Kushida. Yeah, we need Kushida yeah. and Hukaru Shida. I think Velveteen Dream was just a rumor. I think that was something that people just brought up. I think the only thing I've seen anybody from Mattel say is that Kushida definitely got delayed. So that's what I'm he, thinking it was him. Yeah. Yeah, you got to think too. He's He has kind of like the, the Back to the Future gimmick. So they probably got to try to like work around that a little bit. Like his, like his, right. Totally down just a like Marty McFly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. obviously he had NECA come out with all the um, Back to the Future stuff too yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. So you don't want those Hollywood lawyers coming after you. Yeah, oh, exactly, I mean, you'd yeah. be able to make a uh, you'd be able to make a killer custom, dude. You know, with the uh, NECA Marty McFly yeah, pieces with all the and accessories the uh, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, but we definitely need Britt Baker. I know Britt Baker made a, a comment this week on uh, her little uh, waiting room segment or whatever. She was interviewing Cody, and she's like, "Yeah, congratulations on your baby. It'll probably have an action figure before I do." <laughs> <laughs> I can make my uh, my dream uh, intergender tag team with uh, Britt Baker and Dr. Isaac Yankum. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. What would their tag team name be? Yeah, so uh, the dentists. The dentists. Yeah. <laughs> the dentists. Nova Kane. Nova Kane oh, would be a I good like one. That. And then that's a good. You guys yeah. spell Kane with K A N E. Oh yeah, Nova Kane with K A N E. A little nod to the smarts out there. I like that. I like that. That's awesome. But yeah, so yeah, Jeremy kind of poked fun at it. He actually made a video. I'm not sure if you guys seen it on his Instagram. He says he basically says yeah. Their baby will get a figure before you. Uh, and he and he goes uh i think he's, he had like unrivaled series i think what number he put it and it's like literally everyone uh every roads is is a spot in it so it's oh, like cody Rhodes, yes i did see that. Uh, i saw Brady the Rhodes. image but i didn't read the i didn't read the caption i scrolled past the yeah but I, it said yeah cody Rhodes, farrell Rhodes, colby Rhodes, monterey yeah. jack Rhodes, dj Rhodes. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty funny that he uh kind of poked fun at it but no he did say that it is coming Something's coming soon. He's, he didn't say what it was, but um, who knows? It might be a part of that um, Unrivaled Series 4. She might be Sweet. in that. So, But uh, yeah, so Royal Rumble, the 2021 elites are hitting Target stores. Like I said, my targets are bone dry. Haven't seen yeah, one. I haven't seen, haven't seen anything at all. So I'm glad everyone's getting them. Um, definitely definitely envious of all the people with the, uh, the Warriors that are popping up. Looks like a really awesome figure. Yeah, to, Jordan. To Jordan just found a warrior. I just saw in the Facebook group he posted a warrior. Oh, yeah, we got the man. we got the um, Royal Rumble series right here in front of us. Yeah, they look we'll pretty. Go into detail on their weekly purchases. Yeah, they they're definitely worth the epic. hunt. Yeah, Uma, yeah, the Umaga looks pretty sick. I mean, the whole set I'd probably go for. Um, definitely just Warrior and uh, Austin. I would I would get if I had to choose. But yeah, the whole series is I I think is pretty sweet. But yeah, like I said, it's a Awesome seeing the pictures of and stuff like that. The Umaga looks great too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. So this was a pretty uh, weird find. So um, obviously, AEW the the unrivaled series figures are actually going to be showing up at Target. Nobody's I, I, I saw a peg today. Yeah, the there was a peg listing. in my target today. There was a peg for the Royal Rumble. Um, obviously, there were like I said, there was nothing on the shelves. They were resetting everything. But um, there was a peg for Royal Rumble elites, and then there was a peg for AEW. So yeah, there's a there's a peg in our target. Whether they'll get figures or not, who knows? But they're yeah. planning on it. Yeah. So on the yeah on the app, if you like, if you search and you do like the filters, where like obviously out of stock, um, you can actually it's like the whole like every single figure you can like just scroll through the app. And they're all available. Even the Chase figures, um, they show them pictured on there. So that was like I the, saw that, and I saw that they were a separate listing. So if those yeah. are available for purchase, that'd be pretty cool. Um, I know there's a pretty healthy Target uh, bot system in place, so I'm sure the 
the folks that grab all the NECAs will probably move over to these and snatch up those. But yeah. it, it's still always nice to at least have the option to just straight up buy the chases. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be pretty awesome if you could like just pop open the uh, Target app and be like, holy crap, there's a Chris Jericho chase. I'm going to go grab it or buy it like right then and there and go pick it up in store. But uh, yeah, that was like, that was a kind of a, a crazy find uh, over the weekend that everyone was kind of like, there's bunches of videos popping up because people are like, how do I see it? I don't see it on my, on the app. And on the search, you had to have a lot of different, uh, a lot of different filters and stuff set up to make it work. Yeah. And, um, uh, oh, the, the other thing too. Uh, so impact, uh, speaking of impact, uh, they have their pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, they're coming out with their own micro brawlers. They're actually on. I saw that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see them on pro wrestling tees. I think it's on their, so are they their, legit uh, micro brawlers or are they like yeah. a knockoff micro? No, nope, it micro-brawlers. says micro brawlers. Yeah, it's it's, it's micro brawlers. Like yeah, um, so they kind of like how New Japan did like the itchy itchy brawlers yeah. with um, Jay White and um, uh, who else did they do? They did someone else. They only did two. I forget the other um, figure that they had. Are you but, a, uh, are you a micro brawler collector, Marco? I am not. Only through the the crate pro wrestling crate because they have yeah. one in literally everyone. And and if you get the uh, they're not really micro brawlers, but WWE when they do the gifts, the the gift ba- set. Like, those are ones are basically in scale with micro brawlers, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So if you got the Undertaker one, there's an Undertaker Paul Bearer in it. If you got the Warrior, there's a Warrior one. Uh, yeah. If you got Macho Man, there's a Macho Man. Very a King cool. Macho, just, Macho uh, King actually. Yeah, yeah, I feel like if I ever these are like right <clears throat> in my wheelhouse because you know I love pops and everything. I feel like in like little dorbs. Um, if I ever started getting these, I would get really itchy for them though. So I'm not even opening that that yeah, box because these are like perfect little collectibles for me. Oh, yeah, they definitely. really caught fire in the last year with you know everybody. That that was one of the other effects of uh, quarantine. People getting really into their hobbies and back into collecting and stuff. Yeah. So the it's a bad time to be getting in for these, but they are really cool. I'm a big fan of them. I enjoy seeing uh, everybody's collections. I think mm-hmm. Dougie Nunya just completed his set. Yeah, posted he's it got in an the, insane uh, micro brawler. Yeah, collection. he posted in the Facebook group. Looks aw- awesome display, and yeah, they do really. Look, they're really just brightly colored. That you know, I, I actually kind of like. I think I like maybe like these even more than pops. You know, but yeah. we're so far down the road in our pop collection that I'm just going to kind of ride it out at this point. But very cool, and it's a good way to get a lot of guys it, it figures that you know might not normally have a figure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, pretty. It was cool. Owen Hart's first figure in you know twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah, 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 definitely. And obviously, you know, like I said, it, I only really collect them through like the the pro wrestling crate. But there's there's some pretty good ones that I've gone like um, the Boogeyman I have and uh, Tommy Dreamer and Coco Beware, which is a pretty cool yeah. one, and like pretty weird ones. Uh, Chris Hero um, or Cassius Ono for for the WWE fans out there. Uh, that one as well. Like I said, with the WWE um, um, gift sets, they have, you, you have those in there, which are pretty cool. The Macho Man one's pretty awesome because it's Macho King. It's a Macho King kind of like micro brawler, which is nice. pretty awesome. So, but yeah, like I said, I, I wouldn't go like collect them like all willy nilly because I know, I mean, they they are pretty they're they're cheap if you can find like the pricing isn't too bad. But obviously, there's you know the ones that are. Super it's like the variants and stuff that, yeah, really, really yeah. open value. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I pretty much started with the uh, with the um, Stompin' Paradise ones. So Brian Myers and, and Matt yeah. Cardona, like theirs. Um, and obviously, I think they kind of like started the firestorm of Micro Brawlers when when they had theirs released. Yeah, I think they they definitely put Micro Brawlers over. They put them yeah. on they put them on the map. Yeah, exactly. So, but and I know um, people were collecting them before that, but yeah, they definitely ignited something for the the Micro Brawler movement. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll move on to um, back to elites. Best so, favorite line. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the Mattel fan takeover. 
the elite. So, so they originally supposed to be Walmart exclusives, but if you like search on Walmart now, it says basically like they're unknown, like are un- unavailable. Um, yeah. But the the fan takeover ultimate editions are Amazon exclusives. Um, so it see so it might be the whole fan takeover series. They're thinking yeah, is it might just be all on Amazon. Amazon too. Yeah, so um, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I mean, we'll see how it comes out, but I think we were, we were kind of joking earlier that you know Seth will. Well, I'll let him uh, get into it, <laughs> but uh, some of the you know some of the the gear that was selected or voted on was you know kind of eh, first. So they just, they, like I said, they throw it up on WWE.com. So you got, I'd be willing to bet, you know, 75% of the people that are voting on these aren't even, uh, aren't even wrestling fans. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just people go on and click like, Oh, this is what Seth what wrestling. Let me pick it. Cause you got, you know, like I said, you, you had some awesome set attires. You had a Chicago bulls attire. You had the freaking Thanos Seth Rollins yeah. from SummerSlam, yep. but people picked, um, WrestleMania 35 when he beat Brock for the Universal title, which was an awesome attire. I had no problem with that, except that the top picks last year was the exact same gear, just with yellow instead of gold from when he exactly. was teaming up with Becky Lynch. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, just just they never make the right choice. And I, I get it. You know, they're trying to just appeal to as many people as possible. The other but if one, those people aren't buying figures, though. Exactly. The other one that really pissed me off was Adam Cole. So, you know, we have Roderick Strong, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly in the gray camo, and we had a chance yep. to get uh, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole in the gray camo, but they picked up some other random black trunks attire, and it's just, oh, it, it just yeah. kills me. You know, I wish they would just throw these things up on, like, the Russell Figs forums, let the hardcore guys, the guys that support your lines vote. But either way, I'm never going to complain about more figures, um, and I'll definitely probably be adding uh, a, a couple of these to the collection anyways. And, and if they're on Amazon instead of Walmart, I'm all for that, because... It's just it's a lot easier getting stuff on Amazon than it is dealing with Walmart. Uh, yeah. Just look at what a nightmare of a decade of domination line has been so far. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And um, you know, you also have uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. She's a part of that that set, and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, which pretty much looks like the the looks the like Legend the Legends series. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, if you missed the out Shana on that, comes with an, um, uh, the Shayna comes with an improved NXT Women's Championship. You know, the last yeah. one that she came it's with, just the men's title, it was basically yeah. just like the men's title. This one actually looks like the women's. Uh, so that, that that's the hook for that figure. Yeah, much better. And uh, like I said, uh, probably more focused on the uh, the the Ricky Sebo because obviously, like you said, if you missed out on the on the Legend series, Ricky Sebo, um, you don't want to pay those crazy high prices for it. You can get this one and kind of be satisfied with it because it's almost identical to that one right. stuff like that so i mean the packaging looks pretty cool too if you've seen like the the packaging yeah i like the, yeah it's like a blue and like yellow attire like or uh box art i, I like the box art yeah they, yeah they, they'll and, look um, cool moc for sure yeah ricky ricky comes with the uh the intercontinental title too as well so that's pretty cool the shana bays looks right, pretty we... awesome i mean i like it i mean like you said the seth Rollins is kind of like a uh a, the dud out of those and Adam yeah. Cole actually too, um, but yeah, I mean I'm semi excited for it. We'll see how the series goes. I mean it's the first one. Obviously the second one might be a little bit better, hopefully. Um, but that's uh that's it. That's it for uh, for news. All right, we ready to roll into weekly purchases. Yep, yeah, let's, let's go. What'd you buy this week, Seth? All right, so yeah, I actually had a a, a huge week because you know everything was jammed up there in the second half of December, and then we left to Kentucky for two weeks. Plus, I was buying stuff while I was there, so I really kind of got like three weeks in one. I know, Marco, you said you had a pretty heavy week, also, right? Oh yeah, um, not probably not as heavy as as yours, but uh, pretty heavy. 
Okay. You let's uh, what if we just kind of alternate back and forth? I'm sure we probably got some of the same stuff. So maybe yeah, I'll kick it off and then and then I'll toss it over to you, man. We'll just kind of go back and forth on these. You want to do it like that this week? Sweet. Do All it. right. So yeah, I'll, I'll start off with uh, with our AEW haul. So we got uh, we got series two. We had one set that came in the mail, and then uh, we actually picked up another set for the Foley fam at Walmart. And then um, we also got the UK exclusive Cody figure that came with the ring. Shout uh, out to Phil that, that came from our buddy Phil Dunnett in the UK via Marco. He shipped uh, Marco on the ring also. So he shipped Marco the ring and the figure. I let Phil keep my ring. I just wanted the figure. Um, Marco, did you, was, did you just straight up take what Phil uh, had sent you or tossed another box and sent it over? Or did you do any, uh, did you put any TLC on that? Oh no, I put I put TLC on it. He actually uh Okay, I was gonna say, yeah, hats off to you for the I felt guilty because I know most time when we ship up figures to you, I'll make sure they're packed in the box type. That's about <laughs> it. This thing was a primo packaging job, dude. Like you would have thought this thing had like, you know, secret service uh escort on it. It was like bubble wrap, <laughs> taped up, everything. Like I I felt like I was even though it was already unboxed, I felt like I was unboxing it again because this was uh it was so nicely packed. So hats off to you. Thanks for Phil for getting it across the Atlantic and Marco, thank you for getting it down. The East Coast, um, AW Series Two. You know we love these figures. They're they're great. The Lucha Brothers look awesome. All these figures, like yeah, all, all every single one of them looked better in hand than it did um, online. You know I, I was so excited to get them. Nothing was a letdown. They look great. Um, I hope I'm not doing too much. I'm actually considering buying like a 112 scale horse to go with uh with that <laughs> Hangman Adam Page from Series I just think that would look so epic. I mean, on my, yeah, uh, why not? My figure display. So yeah, I'm gonna get on eBay after we get done here and see if I, I find an articulated uh 112 scale scale horse. So yeah, that was my AEW haul. I was hoping to have Series Three here by now, but again, my Series Three is stuck um about three hours north in Maryland. So Marco, what, what uh, what's your first purchase for this week? Yeah, so uh, um, I'll go. We'll continue with AEW. Uh, receive the AEW Series Three. Um, it, uh, yeah, no, it's they each 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 series just gets better and better. I mean, I, I don't think I've been disappointed yet uh, with with the series. Um, this one in particular, since it's kind of like a like a weird mashup of of uh, of figures. So you have you have the Young Bucks, their second uh, time in the series. Um, they look like I said the 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 face scans the the gear, um, like I said, ten times better than series one. Even though series one is awesome, and it has significance. Yeah, yeah, ten times. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it, they just they just look awesome. I can't. You, you have to get them and get them in your hands and you know just see what they look like. Um, yeah, I've heard I've heard a lot of people say that about the bucks that the, this series of bucks is better than the uh, than the last. What did you What did you think of the uh, the Pac figure compared to the the Neville elites? I've, I've heard complaints about Pac and Rio. That's the two that uh, I've heard um, most complaints on. Yeah, the, I know that. Yeah, everyone's kind of um, upset about like the head scans and stuff like that. Um, I'm not. I, I I don't nitpick too much with that stuff. I mean, it's the it's the first. It's it's both of their first time in in line essentially yeah. with with the series and it's i think it's uh, rio's first figure um from what i know anyway i could be wrong um so, yeah as far as you know, it's your first figure also you get you gotta give room for improvement on those um i don't completely just kill like oh they could have done this they could have done that why did they do this yeah um, you do i'm have not the, gonna uh, murder it's a good it's a yeah. good head scan one thing I mean, but say, it looks like jason momoa more than it one does thing yeah, for uh, Pac, i'll say so you know, he was trapped. I don't know if traps right word, but he was stuck in the UK during uh, quarantine when COVID broke out. Yeah. So he was the one figure in this set that he didn't have a scan. His is a straight up head sculpt. That's a straight up yeah, artist yeah. 
sculpting his head. The rest of them have some kind of scan technology um, built into them, but his was a straight up sculpt. Um, yeah. So yeah. So, yeah, that, so that, you know, that's one. So I'm sure we'll we'll see another pock in the line sooner rather than later. Yeah, like I said, room for improvement. If you don't if you don't like the head sculpt on it, it does come with a a separate one, kind of like uh, Drew McIntyre with the hair in, in front of the face, so you can pop that one on and not tell the difference. So I mean, like I said, it's I'm more of a, on a on a positive note. You just go that route. I mean, how's the uh, how's the AEW Women's Championship look? I, I like I, I love it too. It's like it looks. I mean, it looks like a tiny version of it. It's like I mean, it is tiny anyway. The actual title yeah, looks tiny anyway, but. I think it's pretty cool just having that. And that's like the first time it's been in line. Um, it looks awesome. Uh, nice. That obviously the Darby Allen, uh, we'll just, I'll just lump these two together. Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy, probably my favorite out of that whole, out of that whole thing. Um, they're just, the Darby Allen looks awesome. I mean, obviously it's not the chase one, but this one looks pretty sick. Um, yeah, or, even like the regular one is incredible. Yeah. comes with the skateboard. Yep, Orange Cassidy, like yeah, I said, for his uniqueness. Yeah, the jacket looks great, too. Yeah, the ja- yeah it, that looks awesome. Does he got his Daisy Dukes on, or is it straight pants? Yeah, he's uh, got the Daisy Duke on. Yeah, he has a Daisy Dukes on. Looks like the Daisy Dukes might be painted on. They're painted, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. like a separate skull, but yeah, it's like it's definitely painted on. Yeah. Um, then you have, uh, like I said, Orange Cassidy with the, the hands in his pockets and the soft goods shirt and, and uh, denim Such jacket. Such a cool figure, man. Yeah, yeah. so I, I figure of the year for me already. Um, I'm not sure what you can come up it's with. Only two weeks, but yeah. yeah. two weeks in. And that, I'm picking that as figure Marco's of the year so it. far. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the figure of the new decade. I dare anyone to come up with a figure. Uh, yeah, no, it's definitely the figure of the decade, of the of the millennium, of the century. Um, yeah, <laughs> I figure nothing's going to beat it at all. Um, you have to come okay. up with something super unique to uh, to beat it. But um you go next. That was that was it for for the AEW purchase. Cool, man. So I'll move on to I'll go to the elites. All right. So I got uh, the British Bulldog picked up his his new elite, the Elite eighty two collector's edition. Awesome, awesome figure. It's so cool that it comes with Matilda. Um, we got we got two of them because one of them we're shipping up to our friend uh, Alex Pierce, who he's already got basically. Alex Pierce has from the waist up a dynamite kid that's waiting to go on the uh, the legs of this body. So, yeah, uh, he's gonna hook it up. Also, thoughts and prayers to Alex. They lost their uh, their grandpa this week. So. Yeah, fully family member. Yeah, Alex. A- Alex. Hope uh, hopefully you're listening right now, and uh, this podcast is bringing you a few laughs and stuff uh, to help you guys through this tough time. But yeah, Alex is an awesome customizer. So check out Alex Pierce Customs um, on Instagram. Uh, really great stuff. He- he's awesome at you know. Uh, painting up head sculpts and stuff and, and doing uh doing torso swaps he put together our brian pillman hollywood blondes yep. custom a couple months back and it, it looks like it could legit be a uh a mattel release so definitely hit him up for and he's just a good dude so yeah and he's know, a great guy do so business hit, with good people hit him up for your uh for your custom needs um we got the royal rumble set came in uh we got everybody except for the warrior I actually passed on the warrior just because I already have a ton of warriors, and I wasn't really Don't tell super. Marco, uh, gonna have his feelings I, I wasn't super sentimental for the 1989 World Rumble Ultimate Warrior, and I didn't feel like that was an attire that I had to have. That's the first elite warrior that we've actually passed on. But we did get Titus, Umaga, and Austin. Umaga's great. I think he's an improvement over um, the Elite 40 Umaga from a few years back, just with uh, the red. I think it just really pops and, and kind of sets it off a little bit more than the black trucks version mm-hmm. that we had. Uh, other thing, attention to detail for Mattel. You know, this is what really takes a line from being from being just good to being great. Is that this Umaga here is from uh, 2008? 
he doesn't have all his tattoos. So the Elite 40 Umaga had, is like fully tatted up on the chest and stuff. And if you actually go back to that time period, yeah, he actually didn't have all, you know, he wasn't fully tatted up when this rumble mm-hmm. happened. So it's actually tattoo specific. It would have been easier for him to throw She's on some red pants body. and some yeah. red paint on yeah. the face and call it a day. But uh, they went all out on it. And yeah, then the, the red Austin, face paint is epic too, dude. That really sets it off. Yeah, I love Umaga. Very, very toyetic. He's an awesome figure. And I just as a wrestler, I think he's a guy who... If he wouldn't have had, if he wouldn't have passed away, I think he had just an incredible future ahead of him because he he could really go in the ring, especially for a big guy. And then the Austin, um, you know, it's not we always say it's not a lot you can do with Steve Austin figures, but this is the best Steve Austin elite we've had so far. I'll say that just something about the paint on it, the head scan, the skull, the head you scan know, is spot on. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's like it is. Like yeah, it really looks identical. like Austin. I think they've actually. I, I think we love Mattel. You know, that's all caps. Love Mattel. But I would, I do think Austin's one of the uh, the super duper stars that they've struggled with a little bit, really capturing him. It always kind of looks more like a toy instead of looking like you know they just kind of shrunk down uh, Steve Austin, like we've seen with some of their guys. But this Austin figure is awesome. It's the first time we've gotten a gold paint uh, vest with Austin also. So mm-hmm. um, you need to add this guy to your collection. This is going to be my new kind of base Austin figure, and I'll probably just snatch up all the vests from the other releases and, and throw it in with this guy and. You'll see us start throwing up some other Austin figures for sale on the uh, the Facebook group. So so yeah, get out there and hunt for uh, for this Royal Rumble set because it, it is definitely worth uh, worth adding to the mm-hmm. collection. And then uh, we did add one custom at fourteen figs on Instagram. Put together a uh, New Japan Brock Lesnar custom figure for us. You guys know Brock when he left WWE the first time he went over to New Japan. Had a little bit of run there, actually won the heavyweight championship, was a tag team champ with Shinsuke Nakamura, of all people. Um, and yeah, we got to figure that. It's Brock in the red trunks. So I think we're kind of all set on Brock's now between this, the Ultimate Edition, some of his earlier uh, earlier elites from his first run with WWE. The only Brock we're kind of missing now is like a UFC Brock with the beard and stuff. And I highly doubt we actually ever get that in figure form. But, uh, but yeah, great figure and shout out to 14 Figs for the awesome work. Awesome, awesome. Um, I'll continue with the elites as well. Um, you guys sent me uh, the first half of of uh, series eighty uh, elite series eighty three with uh, Edge, Baron Corbin, and McIntyre. Um, so I went and got the the rest of it. So uh, Dusty, um, Sasha Banks, and then the Chase variant of of Edge um, has this two sweet hands too. Didn't get the uh, the running change. You got the rare one. Wow, yeah, so I still have the uh, so so both of them have the two sweet hands, and it does look kind of weird. Um, Edge throwing up the two sweet sign and not rock hands, which is pretty funny. Um, but uh, I also grabbed. Uh, I actually, yeah, like so. I got a. I was one warrior away. From, actually, you know, I'm kind of three warriors away from like having all the elite warriors. So which one uh, are you the, missing? So the so the only one I'm missing that I got was uh, uh was that the. Legend Series Four with the mm. with the with the Intercontinental Title. So I was the only one I was yep, like kind of from uh, SummerSlam '88 when he demolished the Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, um, so that one. And then the only ones I'm missing right now are the ones that are that are one that's out and one that's not out yet. So the uh, Royal Rumble uh, Ultimate Warrior and then the obviously the, the Ringside Exclusive Ultimate Warrior come that's coming out um, at some point. So those are only two. Um, that I don't have that that would obviously that would complete the whole thing. Obviously, I didn't go with the the crazy expensive defining moments um, prototype ones and all that stuff. The ones that are like a million dollars don't have those ones, but <laughs> the regular line elites I do have all those except for the like I said the, the two current ones that are out now. Um, nice. 
also got in the mail my uh this is non-wrestling really sort of wrestling related but non-wrestling related um the they live john nada NECA figure oh nice uh from they live um one of my favorite movies of all time um if you have if you've never seen this is not a part of my quarantine and chill but if you've never seen they live definitely watch it it is the most relevant movie every you can watch it anytime it's the most relevant movie ever um just for the messaging and uh, the way it portrays, you know, how we look at, you know, products and advertising and stuff like that. So definitely yeah. go get a guard. It is campy. It is an 80s movie. So it's not going to be the most like. It's basically a wrestling figure. You yeah. Know what do I mean? you yeah. display this with your uh, with your wrestling figures or with your NECA stuff? Um, You can technically I mean, you can do both, I guess. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's soft good. It's so like me can... with, uh, with Super Shredder, you know, I never know whether to put Super Shredder with my turtle stuff or with my Kevin Nash stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could, you could kind of like make like a in between thing where like kind of he's in the middle and then it kind of like veers off a little bit. So, yeah, no, that was pretty awesome picking that up. Um, but yeah, I'll let you go back to yours and then I have something okay. else after. Yeah, so I'll uh, I'll go back to stick with Mattel. Picked up a couple basics first time on the line. You talked about him in the ringside news, but from Series 115 and 116, I got Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai, which are both cool enough. Obviously, I'm holding out hope that we end up getting elites of those guys, but for first time in the line basics, placeholders, they're good. And then same thing with Humberto Carrillo. We got the uh, the chase one. I like the white and blue trunks. I thought that popped a little bit more than the, uh, the regular black and red version, so... Got him adding those three to the line. Anytime it's a first time in the line basic, I like to add it to the collection because um, there have been you know a handful of guys over the years that we don't end up getting elites of for for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I got. I mean, we those. literally just now got a Titus. Yeah, you know what I mean. True. Titus so. has been around for he was definitely the most overdue for an elite. Um, and then I'll move to uh, I'll also cover uh, Hasbro's and Retros. So I toss it back to you. So for Retros, we picked up uh, Triple H. Uh, the retro with the purple trunks from, from SummerSlam 98. Um, I got the rock retro loose. Um, I grabbed the cello toys, Nick Aldis figure from our friend JB toys, uh, which uh, also side note, JB toys and Zack Ryder finally buried their brief or their beef, you know, after three plus years, you know, it was like the ultimate blood feud in the wrestling figure community. (laughs) And they've actually, uh, made up now so shout out to those guys for setting a uh a good a, example a solid yeah. example for the rest of us <laughs> that there's never any grudge that you can't come back for yeah but the the nick aldis figure is cool um we also went in and pre-ordered the blue mini that's coming out uh later this year and, and hopefully they keep this coming again the more figures the better you know we know zombie sailor toys is going to start dropping uh some retro style figures starting with the major bros so yeah. Uh, just keep pumping them out there, you know. And, and Looks we'll like they got a tag them. team coming for series two, and I'm hoping for the Briscoes. And Cecily thinks it might be the Rock and Roll Express. Yeah, we'll we'll see. The Briscoes would be awesome, but um, either way, yeah, I like what we got from Shell Toys. If you're an MOC collector, this thing looks awesome. MOC, I think it looked really it good. It does look awesome. I really need to take this thing off the card. Like it's just so. You can always sad. buy you another one if you want. I know, but still. But yeah, they did a great great job of. It's it's in a retro style, but it's different enough to where it's not. It doesn't look like a knockoff of like the the yeah. Hasbro yeah. Mattel look. And then uh, we also I also grabbed a very minty set of uh, the Hasbro Steiner Brothers. So I don't know what the person that was keeping awesome. these did out of all. You know, I, I spent the last year kind of putting together uh, a Hasbro collection. Uh, I, I I'm not a uh, hardcore snob on it. You know, as long as they're like kind of. 7.5 out of 10 or better. I'll add them to the collection, but most, almost all of them have a little bit of wear marks. These guys like 
I actually like was starting to question like, dude, like did these things get repainted or something? You know, like that's how close I had to look to them. So shout out to the guy on eBay that uh, sent me those because they were in in primo condition. And then I got a Mister Perfect also. I got the uh, the yellow the yellow tights Mister Perfect has, bro. Um, yes, yeah, so great great figures. Um, it's always fun adding these things to the collection. And then uh, I'll, I'll toss it back to you, Marco. Uh, yeah. So uh, to finish it off, the last thing, uh, non non figures. I'm actually uh, ordered uh, from Collar and Elbow the the uh, Brody Lee Forever shirt. Uh, all proceeds obviously go to his family, um, as well as I ordered the uh, Shad Shad the Beast uh, his shirt as well because I, I don't think I owned it oh, before. Nice. Um, yeah, so purchased both of those. Um, and I Today's did Shad's all- birthday, I think. Yeah. Isn't it? It was today or maybe it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Okay. Well, this week. Yeah, yeah this week. Yeah, so I uh, purchased both of those, um, as well as I did purchase that tribute shirt that AEW did as well. I haven't gotten that yet. Um, and that's also that's through AEW, uh, Shop AEW. Um, so, yeah, just waiting for those. But, yeah, those obviously it's collar and elbow there. Shirts are like butter anyway, so I know it's going to get great material on those. But, yeah, they're, they're definitely awesome shirts. Use code they, check yeah, definitely use Colin code check uh, on collar and elbow. Um, and that, those are actually the first collar elbow shirts I ordered. Um, or oh, really? Oh, so yeah, yeah, they're um, good stuff. Yeah, so definitely got those, and that's that's the end of that's the end of my purchases. Yeah, my last thing, not figure related, also, but got uh, a a big bunch of custom belts. So I from our friend WWE figure artist in Greece. Uh, got us the Florida Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Championship, which looks really really cool. Awesome, and then um. He's get made us a set of the uh, the six man tag belts from the old uh, NWA, which look awesome. And then from Forbidden Figures, we got the Brahma Bull custom rock belt. Like the stuff she's making is just insane. You know, um, yeah, very cool. She actually just started up a uh, subscription program too, where you can just pay a subscription and get all the belts that uh, that she dropped. So that's pretty neat. Um, and then I got some, she put out a set of AWA titles that we grabbed also. So mm-hmm. yeah, hit up uh, Forbidden underscore figurines uh, to check it out. Um, but yeah, her, her subscription group is, uh, I think it's called the elite. That's you can check that out. I think it's 20 bucks a month and you can get whatever belt she drops. Um, so that's going to be it for, for go figure. And, uh, we will now move into quarantine and chill. Hey, All right, Quarantine and Chill is where we help you keep it tranquilo while we're all still on lockdown. Um, Marco, uh, tell us about You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Um, so, first of all, have you guys heard of this documentary at all? No. Well, maybe I, I have, actually. I heard of it. That's it. I like. I, I know it exists. That's the extent of yeah, my knowledge. Yeah, I think th- that's about what I know, too. Yeah, so, obviously, um, if you don't know who David Arquette is, he is a an actor, um, he's wait, 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 wait! Don't bury the lead. He's a former WCW heavyweight champion. So let's yes. get that. Let's say that yeah. first. And former, then he's also former an WCW champion. Uh, I believe two thousand. He won it. Was it? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, former WCW world heavyweight champion David Arquette. Um, <laughs> um, and also uh, uh, Thespian, fellow Thespian. Uh, he's an actor as well, um, known for his role in, in the in the skit. Um, Scary movie <laughs> in the Scream movies. Scream um, series, classic. Yeah, Scream yeah. series. Um, you, you, 
And they're actually coming. I think they're actually coming out with one next year too. Like a new, like they're revamping it. And I think he may be a part of as well, which is, which is pretty cool. But um, yeah, so this documentary is uh, basically, um, if you guys don't know, he's actually in the independent scene as a wrestler um, now. And um, so this movie is basically about Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this, so this documentary is basically about uh, his, like him redeeming himself or what he feels he did to the uh, wrestling industry when he became the world heavyweight champion in WCW. Um, obviously he got a lot of backlash from fans. Um, you know, why is it, what's this guy doing? He's a Hollywood actor. Why are you giving him the title? He just desecrated the world championship. Ric Flair held this. I think there's Rhodes a difference in like, yeah, Hollywood actor and like David Arquette. I mean, let, I mean, if you, obviously I think most people listen to this podcast know who David Arquette is, but yeah, this guy like Weasley looking little nerd, you know, just comes in goofy. We know him as like deputy Dewey, who was just like, you know, a, a goofball in the screen like series. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator coming in. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. If, if Arnold Schwarzenegger came <laughs> in, you'd be like, Oh damn, this guy's an ass kicker. Yeah. But you have David Arquette coming in and, and winning this title. And it was just like un- yeah. unbelievable. It made well, yeah, a mockery. Was, yeah. The, total the, the mockery. Sport we love. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, at the time, I mean, obviously, you know, he was he's pretty big back then. Like they had the uh, the the uh, Ready to Rumble movie at the time. Um, that, that's what they were promoting and everything like that. But uh, yeah. he was also he was also like before he like you know entered into wrestling and stuff like that. He was he was he was on the cover of uh, Vanity Fair. I forget what year it was because they actually mentioned this on the on the documentary. And he was on the cover with like. Will Smith, like he was, he was, he was like the next generation of Hollywood stars and stuff like that. So, so like, I did not realize he was ever that big of a deal. But I mean, yeah, so, I think he, he, he's just wagging like Courtney Cox. You know what I yeah. mean? I think that yeah. was, if it wasn't for Courtney Cox, David Arquette would have never like moved the needle for anyone. You know what I mean? But I mean, she was like a friend, superstar, um, and all of that. I mean, so I, I think he definitely got a lot of rub from that. And this is on well, Netflix, yeah. Marco, or? Yeah, no. So it's uh, it's uh, it's well, you you have to purchase it. It's like on it's on it's on Amazon, but it was like okay, it was like fifteen you. bucks. So I just bought it because um, I wanted to see it. I was very intrigued by it because um, it he you know he goes through his whole like you know redeeming thing, and then obviously you go into the personal the the personal stuff of it as well, like him dealing with his demons and stuff like that too. And yeah, you get to see him like actually in action. Um, I won't give away the the big spoiler about it, but it's uh it's pretty pretty brutal. Um, <laughs> what happens to him, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely watch it. It's, it's a, it's really eye opening. He does, you know, in, in the end, I think get, get, uh, you know, the fans respect, you know, and, yeah. and, and that sense for me anyway, from what I've seen him do on the Indies and stuff like that, he is a legit wrestler now. Um, and he's actually pretty decent. He went to, you know, I, I won't give it away what he did to get there. It's a lot like of death that, matches but, um, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of death matches. Uh, um, they do like highlight some of that stuff and, you know, you do get a, a, a Jungle Boys on there. There's a lot of different uh, nice. cameos and stuff like that. Actually, yeah, um, it, most Cor- of it's in California, right? He's big on like the yeah. California independent scene. Yeah, and um, Courtney Cox does make an appearance on it as well. She she does get interviewed for it. So like pretty much everyone that's in his life um, is in is in this documentary at at that point. And you know, they talk about obviously you know that he's crazy for doing all this stuff and him being yeah. he's old. He's not he's not a young guy. Um, he is in great shape and stuff like that too, but. But yeah, no, definitely watch it. It's uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll. Uh, I think you'll definitely uh, enjoy it. 
All right, you cannot kill David Arquette on Amazon. All right, so uh, for mine, this is something we wanted to get into last week, but we were running a little bit short on time. Uh, we, we ran a little bit long on the between the wrestling news and uh, go figure. Uh, NFL playoffs are kicked off. I don't know about you guys, but for me, NFL playoffs are definitely my single favorite sporting event of the year. I love mm-hmm. football. I've always loved football. And once you get to the playoffs, it's just super intense. You know, it's single game elimination. I just I really think it's the best postseason in all of sports. And we're now down to the final eight teams. So in the NFC, we got the Bucks and Saints. And then the Packers and Rams. Or in the AFC, we got the Bills and Ravens and the Chiefs and Browns. So, Marco, I'll kick it to you first. What is your Super Bowl prediction? Ooh. Uh, let's see. I think I'm going uh, I'm going to Chiefs. Bucks. Okay. In the Super Bowl. That's yeah, right. I, I I agree. That's actually my pick also, man. I think I think we're gonna see uh Pat Mahomes get revenge for the uh the two thousand and eighteen AFC championship when Brady got the best of him there in Kansas City. I think Pat Mahomes I think Pat Mahomes is gonna take out Brady once and for all. And uh we'll we'll see the Chiefs be the first team since the the two thousand and three, two thousand and four Patriots to win back to back Super Bowls. Um yeah. Sheena, I know you kind of got really kind of taking a step back from your football fandom. She needs to be a hard, be hard. Core, super hardcore. <laughs> I'm talking like cried at the end of the season when the Falcons got eliminated. Yeah, but, uh, I, it's so funny to go back and look at yeah. all of my like Facebook memories and like, you know, like from back then, I mean, I was hardcore in like my fantasy football league and like, you know, like she shouting knew, like, out about games. She knew all 53 <laughs> players on the, on the Falcons team. Oh God, uh, but, you know, they, their, uh, their descent has been so rapid. And so it's just sad to watch since they, they're epic. Uh, play a uh, Super Bowl collapse against the Patriots that it's kind of really just turned her off football. So and I mean having two kids, <laughs> you two know, kind of yeah, like doesn't help. Yeah, it doesn't that help doesn't to help. be able to so, sit down and like enjoy a plate yeah. of hot wings on Sunday and like you know. So watch. what is uh, Sheen? What, what what is your Super Bowl prediction from a total outsider's view at this point? I mean, I think it would be stupid to to bet against the defending champs. You know what I mean? Okay, I, so I gotta got go. All three people picking the Chiefs coming Pat out of Mahomes, the AFC. Obviously, you know the the best freaking football player in the world right now. Um, yeah, Packers. Packers. Okay, yeah, uh, Aaron Rodgers gonna get one more one more shot at glory. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think the Chiefs are gonna win, but I'll, I'll root for the Packers for my brother in law Tad. He's you know biggest Packers fan I know, so I'm gonna say go Pack go. All right, um, so it's unanimous. The Chick Foley Show is all three picking a repeat. We're going with the Chiefs to uh, to go back to back Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. All right, it is now time for random merch of the week. All right, Random Merch of the Week is where we scour eBay and the other dark corners of the internet to find you guys something unique, something that we haven't seen before that we stumbled across related to wrestling. So I actually found this one. Um, This looks like it was something that came in. uh, What does WWE call their crates, Marco? Are they superstar crates? Um, uh, I forget the name of it. Uh, I forget. It's so hard to keep all these things straight. The WWE's official Whatever the the WWE's crate service is. This was seemingly was around WrestleMania time last year when um, they dropped the uh, the Bray Wyatt salt and pepper shaker. So, yeah, check these things out. You, slam crate. Slam crate, slam yeah, crate, that's what yep. it is. Yeah. yeah, so 
Uh, a set of these popped up on eBay last week. I think they were going for $29.99, so fairly affordable. Um, they look pretty nice. You know, it's a salt and pepper shaker, so you don't have to worry too much about, you know, if this thing's going to work good. As long as you have gravity and there's <laughs> openings in the top of it, you should be good to go. Um, but yeah, this is definitely something that would be would be very neat to add to, uh, to your collection. Marco, did you check these out? Yes, I did. They're actually... Uh... You know, like on eBay, obviously they like sell them like separately and stuff like that with, with out of the crate. So I had to, so I went and looked at them. They're, I mean, they're pretty unique. Actually, uh, I'm not sure if I'd order them myself or have them on hand, but uh, I know, I mean, the Fiend has some pretty uh, crazy merchandise as it is. I mean, he's probably one of the most uh, merchandised superstar that they have there. Um, wouldn't be surprised if they have something else. Um, quirky with uh with the feed and bray wyatt at some point but uh some uh i've admitted it's actually got like some that. really nice uh <laughs> some really nice packaging too if you're like a moc guy you know they actually came in their own little individual box it's, yeah uh, it's pretty cool but yeah these, these things are neat you know it is it is very random i mean like i don't i mean these would be cool as like little figures but the fact that they're salt and pepper shakers just really takes them over the top for me <laughs> actually like, kind of want them you know <laughs> what will we do with these Put salt and pepper in them, and pour salt and pepper. That would bring that would bring joy if when you said, "Hey, I need some salt on this." I went and grabbed my little mini Brett, Bray Wyatt. Okay, Brett would love these actually. Now that yeah, you say that, he, he would. would. Love, he would love a little salt. And yeah, pepper he'd have he, the most well seasoned. He has a little Melissa. Yeah, he has a little Melissa and Doug salt and pepper shaker right now, and he like he always like salts his food that he's making in his little play kitchen. So. Yeah, we may have to get him. Yeah, he's... so they, there's plenty of these on eBay if you want to check them out. Um, if you're a Bray Wyatt collector, I feel like they're definitely a must-have. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if you if you have kind of a, a quirky decor going in your kitchen, or if you want to add something there, just to add a little bit of uh, flavor to it, literally and figuratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely pick these. There's up. a whole market. There are people out there that, that have collections of salt and pepper shakers. Like All that's right. a thing. Like you know. So that's people... another that's another demographic. Go add these <laughs> to them. So. Yeah, definitely pretty cool. Um, we, we're kind of on a little bit of a run here. I feel like about half of our uh, uh, random merches of the last few episodes have all been like uh, food Current. oriented. You know, we had uh, remember we had the Hogan oh, uh, yeah, blender, the blender and stuff also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we, we, by the end of this year, we'll have your whole kitchen decked out with random merch recommendations. So for sure. stay tuned. All right, it's now time for the retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, Retro Wrestling Recommendation of the Week is where we give you guys a match from years gone by to check out. Uh, this segment's brought to you by our friends at Chalkline. Um, if you haven't, take a look at their Instagram. Uh, they've been showing a lot of previews of their, their kind of spring 2021 insane product. Spring it's insane. Between, between the jackets and the shorts, um, Chalkline is about to put a, a hurting on your your wallet. That, that's looking like a, a main event WrestleMania match right now. Chalkline versus all of our bank accounts yeah. because they are bringing the heat. For sure. Um, so speaking of Chalkline, uh, what shorts are you wearing tonight for a retro wrestling recommendation? So tonight I'm rocking the uh, Attitude Era Ooh, shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. are got, you know, they got Mankind, DX, NWO, um, got a little Cactus Jack action on there. So it's one yeah, of the I ones they have where you just have a ton of uh, different logos on there. Very cool shorts. These actually uh, led to a big fight between me and Sheena because I was at work. <laughs> <laughs> when these dropped and Sheena uh, passed on because she forgot. wasn't sure. Yeah, I just forgot about. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot about she, the drop, and then it like. Well, you what that you forgot? You said you weren't sure if I wanted them or not. That's what it was. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay, I was okay, like, okay. just get them. It went in doubt. Yeah. Just get them, and then we can always 
return them or sell them or give them away or something. Yeah. Um, but luckily, Chalkline restocked the this pair. So we're, yeah, they did a pre-order. They actually did a pre-order situation yeah, for those. So this, I was able to pre-order the next round. This was kind of like late summer, early fall last year when Chalkline was really at a, at a high point and like everything was selling out in like Within five seconds. minutes. Yeah, still, it's still depending on what it is, it sells out super quick. Did they ever do, they didn't do the new gen pattern like that, right? In, a, in shorts? Remember no, the new the gen jacket? jacket? Yeah. yeah, I hope they do the new gen because they're, they just came out with um, a new Bobby Heenan jacket. It's blue with yellow. I love my Bobby Heenan jacket. I had the original black with red, and then we had Brittany Sacco. She bedazzled it for us, so it just it's like very true to the original. And they do they have a new pair of Bobby Heenan shorts. It'd be so, a perfect match for your jacket. Yeah, I know it's going to be so freaking epic. All right, uh, Marco, you kick us off. All right, so um, <clears throat> my pick was uh, a a little bit of a throwback for the match you seen last night with with uh, Brian Cage and Darby Allen. Uh, they actually face each other in, uh, in Evolve Wrestling. Um, it was Evolve 74, I believe, they face each other. I did um, not know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so Thoughts I don't and prayers think, to Evolve. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they uh, – I mean, I think it was 2016, so it's not really like a throw throwback. But just to see – Were they in generally the uh, the same gimmicks or um, – yeah, Pretty much, yeah. I mean, Darby Allen looks a little bit different. Uh, Brian Cage looks pretty much the same. He's jacked. Um, he's already was like 18 years old. Yeah, he's he definitely, yeah, he's a lot younger. Um, but just so you can see, like, be, the the reason why they had like such a like a great match last night is because they already had that that chemistry going with each other. Um, because they've had they've had matches before, and this is one of them here in Evolve. Um, and it, it's it's actually a really good match. Um, and I think, uh, if you go on uh, Brian Cage's uh Instagram, he actually uh posts a picture from this match. Uh, and he says, uh, what happened? This was just the beginning. Uh, what I'm gonna I'm gonna continue it tonight, type of thing. Um, so he kind of like alludes back to this match um, that happened. Um, I think it's on. You can find it on YouTube. Um, if you, I don't think it's on the network yet. I think they only have up to uh, um, Evolve 124. I don't think they have anything before that yet. Okay. So um, from what I've seen, anyway, I, I couldn't search it really. So they Evolve have like a situation. 74, yeah. Darby versus Brian. Nice. Yeah. Um, I believe it's on YouTube or um, Daily Motion or one of those um, uh, sites. But yeah, definitely check it out um, just so you can see the beginning stages of this rivalry rivalry, because it's been going on for not only like the better part of last year, but for years, (laughs) essentially. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. some serious long-term storytelling. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. I I picked Bash at the Beach, 1998, DDP and Karl Malone versus uh, Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman. Uh, this is, for all intents and purposes, one of the biggest wrestling matches of all time as far oh, yeah. as pay-per-view buy rate, mainstream media attention. And as far as celebrity matches go, they actually pulled it off really well. Um, Rodman is such a character. He's kind of made for the pro wrestling world just with all his hygiene. Such a natural heel. And obviously, he's very colorful, you know, again, both literally and figuratively um, with the, all the crazy hairdos and stuff. He was a perfect fit in the NWO. And then Carl Malone was just a natural. You know, he took to uh, he took to the ring. Um very quickly he looked like a, he looked very good in there he hit a diamond cutter um and it's just an awesome match so much hype around this and i really picked this um i'll let sheena kind of elaborate on it but we're actually we finally signed up for ddp yoga and we're actually going to kick that off um oh, in the nice. next couple of days and uh and, and see how that goes so i'll let sheena talk a little <laughs> so, bit about yeah, our, we're, uh, the so, yoga journey yeah i do um you know i do my own workouts here at home um, i have a whole library that i follow of workouts and everything um but we wanted to work on our flexibility and you know i have 
you know, I have yoga, but I think it's a little bit too Zen for, for Seth. He needed something a little more manly, I think. Uh, so manly, manly. <laughs> like William, William Regal and the man's man. Got some manly <laughs> yoga. Um, and so we got, we got like the DDP yoga and now it's just like, you know, the app, you know, everything is streaming. There's no DVDs or anything like that. You could, they, he does sell DVD sets and stuff like that, but, um, we just got the streamable version. It comes with a complete library. So I'm really excited because I'm kind of a brute when it comes to working out. Like I love to lift weights. I love to do like hit training and, you know, high impact stuff. Um, and yoga is one of those things like every year at the beginning of the year, I tell myself like, I'm going to, I'm going to practice more yoga. I'm going to work on my flexibility because, you know, flexibility is good for your longevity. It's good for your health, no matter what you do or if you do anything. So, um, I'm committing to this with Seth, you know, at the last time I committed, to a new year's resolution with Seth. I ended up right running a thousand miles, miles in year. one year <laughs> and I'm not a runner. So maybe this year I'll come out of this, uh, a Yogi on the other side. So you guys, I'll be, I'll be super Zen by, by, you know, in a few months, yeah. it's a nine week program. I already so. got our, uh, the DDP, uh, elite 36 elite pulled out of storage to, uh, he'll, he'll be looking over us as we're doing all these workouts to make sure we're, uh, <laughs> We're, yeah. be, we're staying accountable and doing what we need to do. And then I think Sheena's actually got a uh, retro pick for us this week also. Yeah, since I didn't get to talk to you guys about the Rumble, you know, it was our, our and our Chick Six that we're going to talk about what our favorite non-Rumble match at the Royal Rumble was. Um, my favorite was definitely the triple threat match between Seth, Brock, and John Cena from the 2015 Rumble. It was one of my favorite matches. It's just like literally like nonstop action from start to finish, it's like a 20 minute match. And it's just like, go, go, go from, from the, from bell to bell. It has a very strong argument for being the best triple threat match ever. Yeah. It's, it's epic. Marco, you remember this match? Oh yeah, definitely. Actually I was going to pick that one, but then, uh, I uh, went with the Undertaker. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's not a bad pick either. Yeah, your pick's not a bad pick either. But yeah, I mean, we t- we saw we saw so much freaking craziness. I mean, you know, uh, John Cena did a double AA with J and J Security. Brock did the double suplex, an effortless double suplex with J and J Security. Um, Seth Rollins had that epic moment where he went off the top rope onto the announce table on Brock and did the elbow onto Brock. Um, And I think this one really sticks out to me, not one, because it was three of my favorites, especially at that time. Like I I was a huge John Cena fan, huge Brock Lesnar fan. Um, Obviously you guys know my, my love for Seth Rollins. So like seeing these three go head to head, I was like, I was like marking out. Plus this was the rumble that like led up to my first ever WrestleMania, um, which was super exciting. Cause you know, here I am watching the rumble and like whoever wins the rumble, you know, is ideally going to be in the, in the main event at mania. So it was going to be one of my, one of my favorite wrestlers. So super stoked. Love that match. If you haven't, um, seen it or you haven't seen it in a while definitely go back and revisit it because it is a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to see seth rollins like that version of seth rollins mr money in the bank you know he'd been mr the money in the bank seth. like yeah the, the black old, and gold seth. black the old seth the black and gold seth um yeah it's it's epic he's got blonde hair <sighs> i miss those days the curb stomp was you know curb full, stompier than ever yeah as curb stompy as ever you guys remember i think that <laughs> i think that really so again cena obviously mount rushmore wrestling brock is brock one of the best of all time but this was really the match that kind of made seth a legit main eventer if you guys remember this was um when they had the rumble in philadelphia i forget where raw was supposed to be at the next night but maybe new jersey that's what my mind's going to but you remember there's a big blizzard and they actually canceled Raw. You know, it was one of the only times, you know, COVID didn't do it. You know, 9-11 didn't do it. But freaking this blizzard canceled Raw and they ended up just showing 
um, the Rumble, and then they showed this match on Raw the next night. And then they had a sit-down interview with Roman and Brock, and they had a sit-down interview with Seth right after they showed this match where Seth was kind of talking through the big moves he used and how motivated he was. And I think that was another thing that kind of helped sell it as uh, mm-hmm. just a real a real star maker for Rollins. Do you guys remember that Raw when it was, you know, JBL was giving weather reports and stuff? I don't remember well, yeah. that. You saying that, I do not, I do not remember Dean that Dean Ambrose was walking around out in the snow outside the building. I feel like I remember that, yeah. now that you say that. Yeah, they, had, they, they had a Roman, they had a sit-down interview where Roman was talking with Brock and Paul Heyman, and then they had a sit-down interview with Seth Rollins. But yeah, they showed the Rumble and uh, the Triple Threat match in their entirety on Raw the next oh, night nice. after the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a it's an epic cool. match. I mean, John Cena hit three AAs in a row on Brock Lesnar. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's like <laughs> in, Seth insane. Seth hit the Phoenix Splash. He yeah, never hits the Phoenix Splash. Right. He yeah. actually hit it this time, though. Yeah. Yeah, I thought for sure he was getting the belt when he hit that move. So that's it for uh, episode 111, the singles episode of uh, the Chick Foley Show. Uh, Sheena, Shout remind the, the listeners where they can uh, <laughs> find you guys at on social media. You can find myself at Chick Foley on Instagram. Marco's running the Twitter machine at Chick Foley Show. Um, and as always, join our join our Foley Foley join our Foley fam at ChickFoleyShow.com. And make sure you guys are supporting Ringside Collectibles. Use code Chick Foley to uh, help support the show. Uh, Marco, you got any closing thoughts for us? Uh, nothing, nothing insightful this week. I was trying to think of something really cool to say, but well, I'll say something nothing. insightful for you. You can check out all of our sponsors for the show and help support the show in the links on all under your um, in the description of the show. So check it out on your Apple iTunes, all the things. Yeah, everything. It's on it's on Spotify. Also, this check the show notes. You can get the links to all our uh, partners, and that's it. Episode one eleven is a wrap.